Heidi-ho, here we go. It's Hotline League episode 66. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Are you guys excited to be here? I know I am, and you should be, because it's an amazing show. We've got an amazing guest. We've got so much to talk about. I'm going to be ranting about a tweet that went out one minute before the start of the show. Gosh darn right is so good at timing this stuff for me for maximum entertainment. We've got Zazel here. We've got Mark. So much is happening. A uh, quick shout out to Alienware for sponsoring the show. We'll be uh, giving them a little bit more love uh, later on in the episode, but want to... Uh, Thank them for their support at the start before we get into it. And first off, as we're getting into the show, let me uh, thank my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman, who is on uh, my right, my left. I don't know. He's next to me. Mark, how's it going? Good. <laughs> that's that's great to hear. Uh, yeah. You, uh, do you, any, any exciting things going on with you lately? Um, I say this every week, but hopefully... Fucking my D and D thing comes out on yeah. offline TV. That's cool. finally this time. I see you're wearing a hundred thieves hoodie. Yep, it was next to me, and my window was open for the last twenty minutes. My room's a little cold, so I put it on. Nice. I didn't know if you were putting it want... on in support of them. Nope. Or okay. I did you see that there was a Reddit thread that flamed me on the hundred T subreddit? Was this recent? It was this past weekend, yes. And so I thought that Whoa. was possibly why you were wearing the hoodie, was because we're, we have to clean up our act. Those guys are after us. No, no fucking clue what, okay. what they're going on about this time. Here, I'll show it really quickly. Uh, so basically what happened, and, and we'll introduce Azel in a second, don't worry. But uh, basically what happened was I tweeted that, because all the 100 T uh, players declined to do interviews after their win on Saturday, if you can call it that and win yes yeah and i and so they declined everyone's interview and then i tweeted that because you know i think it's interesting whenever that happens it's very rare and the 100t subreddit created a meme that's like haha 100t's denying interviews with travis because uh he shits on them and then the reddit thread was just a bunch of people talking about how awful we are in hotline league and all that kind of thing so we made it Oh wait, can can you find one where they talk about me? I don't care about you. Scroll down. Uh, here I'll just where they talk I'll, about where they talk about Hotline League. I'll link, I'll I'll link you. I'll link you the thread. I want to double down. And, it's yeah. Well, you, I, need you, to, you, I need to introduce our other co-host here. Okay. Yeah, you do that while I find out what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, next up, we've got Zazel on the show. Zazel's first time ever on the show. Welcome to the show, Zazel. Thank you. It's, a, it's been a nice wait. Very anticipated. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm excited to have you on. Um, it's sometimes harder to get folks from the bigger uh, teams or the more established teams because I guess those people are busy or they don't feel like it or whatever. So I really take, uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on. Yeah, I'll, I'm surprised personally. I, I don't really know how this got set up. So <laughs> wait, wait, Usually, you're surprised I, to I, be I, here? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I knew that I would be here. But normally when I've spoken to anyone about shows, it goes through like personal to me okay but this was just like i didn't actually know this was set up like or how it was okay. just management asked me if i wanted to be on yeah normally teams when i approach players individually uh they request that i go through management in order to talk to the players and so that is what i have yeah. done in this situation and that is how you ended up here um but thanks for coming out i'm sorry that you you just were you was this like an hour ago you were told, turn on your computer, oh, get no, ready no. for the show? It wasn't forced. They asked me. I, it was pretty in advance, probably the day you asked, like 10, okay. 
10 days to two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. They asked me if I, I wanted to come on, and I did want to come on, so I okay. accepted. Great. I tried to get Niski on last minute. I didn't realize that this was already happening, so I saw Niski because him and Licorice were on the cooldown thing. And so I was like, Niski, come on. And he's like, sounds good. And I was like, hey, Travis, Niski can do it. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It was like awkward because I was like, oh, God, is Niski going to go to Cloud9 and be like, I hear I'm going on Hotline League tomorrow. And he's going to be like, what? Like, I just was worried that I was going to create some sort of inner team conflict. So, uh, But we will try to get Niski on in the future. Uh, so hopefully we can we can make that happen. Either way, how are things going with you, Zazel? You must feel pretty good. Uh, you guys are are close to the top of the league, so just chasing on TL's uh, tail, I guess. Yeah, we feel pretty good. Our team atmosphere has always been good, but it's it's even easier to have a good atmosphere when you're winning. Yeah. So like the TSM game, we're all happy we won. It felt really hard to win just for whatever reason, and that game like. It feels really good to win a game like that just because it's TSM. But if it was like a lower tier team, it might be upsetting to win like that. Okay, you'll take TSM, whatever so you happy. whatever yep. win you could take against TSM. You'll take it celebrated, is what I'm hearing. Yep. Doesn't matter how bloody or messy it needs to be to get you guys the Nexus explosion. So, uh, well, good. Hey, listen, uh, stuff to talk about on the show. I, Mark, you are you perusing this thread? Yeah, it's fucking boring. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't mean to start. It wasn't like a planned topic. We didn't mastermind me talking about it. No, anymore. I know. I just. I thought that there was going to be more flame, but it's. It's not that bad. Yeah. Well. Like one. Someone says Travis is so crucial on hundred T. Yeah. Because like. And it got a ton of upvotes. And I would it's agree. Not critical. I am crucial for hundred T. Is it possible hundred T would exist without me? I don't think so. I'm crucial. Well, it's it's so sad because it says that, and then someone else replies that's massively downvoted. It's justified, and at no point does someone correct the fact that that's not the right word to be using. Yeah, which I think says everything it needs to about hundred thieves fan base. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're trying to clean up our act. Oh, 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 were we? Yes. <laughs> oh, we oh my bad. I, can't, I need to survive on that subreddit. You know, it's probably throwing some views my way every now and then. I can't. I don't want those people to hate me. I think 100 yeah. Teeth fans are some of the most intellectual fans in the League of Legends audience, you know. Only the finest. Uh, yes, the yeah. finest fans, and we love them here on Hotline League, much like we love 100 T. as Mark is showing by wearing their incredible merch. Um, uh, to, be, to be fair, there is a, a pretty highly outvoted comment that says they listen to Hotline League every week, and this the subreddit's overly sensitive. So I think, you know, it's just uh, how it goes. Yeah, well, either way. With that and the Broken Blade interview thread last week, I've I've had a tough tough time with the Reddit community. Uh, either way, so we don't need to talk about that anymore, but what is there to talk about? There's my rant I want to go on, but I don't want to just dominate the start of the show with my voice so much, so we should not maybe go there no yet. No one cares about it either. I care. Um, um, I think, well, so in terms of stuff in the league, that's what we're talking about. Obviously, C9 and TL play next week, and that should be really exciting. Uh, it's the one and the two team going at it. So yeah. obviously, especially since we have Zazel, how things are going. They also started bringing this, the potential seven-man roster back. Um, so they have Blabber playing this weekend. There's rumors about who the seventh man will be, if it's Golden Glue or maybe someone else. Um, and then in the terms of other leagues, so, stuff, what do you think of those rumors? Do you have any guesses on the rumors? Uh, any idea, <laughs> any comment oh, on, well, <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, I know who our seventh man is, but 
I don't want to just spoil Great, we've got it the perfect person on the show to discuss the topic. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I assume it's Golden Glue. I assume it's Golden Glue. I... If you were going to need a seventh man, Zazel, who on the roster would need the backup? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a hard one. Wait, who's your I support? Personally, I would get a third jungle, and then we actually take them all together and get one super jungler. Nice, I like that. Uh, that's that's a good strategy, one we haven't really thought of before on the show, so I'm glad. Yeah. That, you know. Uh, all right, so there's that. Which, by the way, Niski told me on Saturday. He said we're going to beat TSM tomorrow, and then we're going to beat TL next week. They beat TSM tomorrow, so you know we'll have to see if they can beat TL next week. It's, it's pretty exciting. Uh, there was a mid lane tier list that we did. Zazel, did you did you catch those at all? Uh, I saw the top three. I I saw it was three of them, right? And the high mm-hmm. had Jensen. Bjergsen, Niski, I don't remember the other two, but I know Niski yeah. was in top three and mostly Bjergsen, Jensen, and the others as well. Yeah, the top three were, were all... This, I mean, they, they weren't that different, all things considered. But yeah. There's the Madonna will... reveal that came out today. Did you get a chance to see that, Zazel? A what reveal? The Morgana reveal. Didn't oh, that come out I didn't today? actually watch that, no. Okay. Well, the champion spotlight. The, every time a, a news comes out for pro players, they don't find out about it until it's eligible to be in the LCS. So it's yeah, that, that's kind of how it is. Sorry, like, sorry. Sneaky <laughs> didn't even want us to read the patch notes at one point. Oh really? He was like, I don't even want to read these. These will impact how we practice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of right because if a champion's gonna get nerfed next patch, you might not be as incentivized to play it. And we actually get patch notes earlier, not a huge amount earlier, but three or four days usually. Oh, gotcha. So that you can rip them I, apart. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's the intention. Nice. Nice. I uh, also don't read patch notes because I, I sometimes get confused. Like, I'm so, like, talking about something, then your brain just randomly fires, and you're like, yeah, with the, with the nerfs coming in, and you're like, wait, why am I saying oh, that? Oh, yeah, as a caster. Yeah. yeah, but you guys yeah, play yeah. in solo queue, so, like, do you ever just, like, load up, and you're like, oh, fuck, my champ's gutted. Like, they oh, just yep. fucked Alistair that, that's over. That's happened before. Like, you you just see something get nerfed, and then you queue up, just autopiloting. You pick it, and then you're like, oh, no. Well, what did I just pick myself into? Yeah. You probably it hasn't just happened hate that as game. much recently. Yeah. Uh, for my role, because there hasn't been many support nerfs. Who would you want added to the meta that's not meta right now from support? Oh, I've been having some success with Bard lately. That's who I'm looking oh, to God. play. But unfortunately, all the strong supports just smash Bard, so... What can you do? Didn't people used to think he was good in the Alistar? I remember people telling me that. Oh, I wouldn't think it's good, but I play Alistar into any matchup. So. Oh yeah, Alistar is fucking dumb to play into anything. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play it into uh, Alistar Thresh mostly. Those no. two. Yeah, I get shit on by Thresh. Um, should we talk a little bit uh, with Zazel about the TL match next week or this coming week? Um, depends if you think a, a caller won't cover it. Well, I think maybe a, he he shares his thoughts and then a caller comes in and maybe says how they're wrong or something. So, <laughs> TL's gonna shit on you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm hoping. That's I love those calls because then the pro player just has to sit there politely and be like, "Well, I don't think you're understanding of the well, situation." I, I have to respectfully disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, how how do you think it's going to go, Zazel? Are you guys, like, pretty confident, or is it, in your mind, a coin flip? I mean, what does that, that match look like? Oh, yeah, we'll be taking him down. Okay, okay great. <laughs> Glad we could talk to you about it. Yep. Um, 
are the are is it do you think it's gonna be like the toughest match of the split for you or I, I don't know how are you anticipating it um I think TSM and TL are on a similar level and I I might even give it to TSM oh you so think TSM I, might I'm be not, better than TL I think TSM is actually really good I mean they have such good players in every role pretty much so they're similar to TL but I guess there's a dynamic about TSM that just makes them feel really strong, mm. and I'm not sure if I get that feeling as much from TL, but they also have such consistency that it's hard to like disrespect them and not get punished, I guess. Right. Do you think it's some scrim god type stuff with uh, TSM? Like, they just are better in scrims? or Yeah, or I it... mean, a lot of my opinion is definitely from scrims. So, it's hard to be like... <laughs> it's hard to go from the side with Jensen and scrims and then be like, yeah, you just, you got to trust the scrims. Cause I... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, this is what I, uh, yeah. What is, is it just like a Jensen problem? Has he always been just a huge scrim troll or whatever? Uh, it's hard to tell. I think his focus just a lot higher on stage than in mm. scrims and even dropping your focus by a bit in scrims can lead to like, you just die to every gank and then, Eventually, you be become like worthless to your team because you're dead three times in the first three ganks. Yeah. Hey, one thing I know we can talk about before we get into the calls, and and I think we can probably get a call about this is what the hell was LCS this past weekend? Because I, mm -hmm. man, that was like really weird. All the the, the different games that were. I mean. Just the amount of times oh, how where, fucking bad they were. Yeah, and one team would have like a giant lead with like a shit ton of dragons, and then just lose a team fight and that would be it i like it it i am by no means an analyst as i repeatedly say all the time i don't know uh, much about you know what how teams win and lose and all that but i know that what i saw this weekend was not good uh in mo most of the games it felt like so i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on it was it just the patch or what is it what's going on so i guess the reason i, I can answer for like our games are we were playing into... I mean, the, the TSM game, we, were, we started at a disadvantage, so it would be on TSM to comment why they couldn't win. But for our series versus GGS, we were technically down gold, but we were struggling to find a way to use our group timings or take something with our group timings. Like when we moved Orn up and they just matched us mid, we weren't really getting anything. We were never really pushed out of their jungle, but we just weren't progressing our vision deep enough or threatening an objective which basically just comes down to we weren't playing aggressive enough regardless of if it was an individual or as a team we weren't doing enough plays something went wrong so that we couldn't pressure our uh, i guess map advantage because we weren't actually up gold but we were in control of the map and we weren't capable of pushing our lead enough yeah did you did you feel like you guys should have been the aggressors because when I was looking at that game with Blabber and like, I was surprised you guys were even going for those kinds of like bot dives and stuff. Like it felt like you, you a hundred percent outscale. They have like Elise, yeah. Jace, Kalista, Tom Kench. I'm like, if they just go even into like 20 minutes, they're going to win. And then like, I also thought, you know, even after you fell behind, it was on golden guardians to like set up their one, three, one correctly. And you guys traded objectives basically favorably, I think a number of times, which I was like, all right, well this just looks like golden guardians is getting, get moved around the map so i don't know it sounds like you guys felt different in the game so my primary statement i guess was 
past a reference to past 20 minutes once we were in their top side oh, okay jungle. okay yeah but early game yeah that was really weird because uh blabber doesn't like to give anything it, it's a really hard concept for blabber to understand that <laughs> there there is a time when you're at a disadvantage and there's no equal trade on the map so it's like he thought contracts was going to be on rift because it had just spawned so he's like oh yeah he's in our top side this is the trade sides so we got to dive their bot lane <laughs> and then I'm like, well, uh, it's going to be a hard dive, Blabber, really hard. He's like, oh, they've got no flash, 30 seconds. Let's push the wave, push the wave, guys, let's go. And then Sneaky's like, uh, we're pushing, we're pushing. And then uh, we didn't really talk about how to do the dive because we were so hesitant already. So it's like I combo Tom with the idea that Blabber goes on Callista. And then Blabber just piles on the Tom with me and then he gets <laughs> Callista opted. So then it's like, well, I'm just like, ooh, yeah, this is what I expected. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's that was so a really, really hard. uncoordinated play. Nice. It's like you have to like headbutt the Tom Kench away and then go uh, on the Callista or yeah, something. I have to you... CC the Tom so that you can't save Callista, but at the same time we have to threaten Callista and kill him oh. in like three seconds before Tom gets Callista opted. It's yeah, really hard, it's, yeah, it's so troll. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I mean, that game to me, like, yeah, maybe you guys had some troubles but the, I, I was much more like what is golden guardians doing like trading like this and then they were trying to one through one but then fell behind and then after the one through one didn't work they just grouped up mid and like a rammed you guys when you guys are clearly a team fight comp so you like whatever yeah their strategy was weird because they pretty much actually if you watch both the tsm the tsm game we did the same thing we basically normally will have someone go top and push the wave like past halfway but then, like, for, and that, when we did that versus both TSM and GGS, they just left it pushing on their side over and over. But it was fine for TSM because they have Zoe Varus, right? Yeah. But then GGS did it, so LeBlanc's, like, down 70 CS when he was up, like, 30 in lane phase. It, it was, like, 32 minutes, and he's down CS even though he was up, and he's supposed to be the side laner, so he should continue his CS lead. So we, yeah. we weren't really talking about it much because we kind of just felt the pressure to close out the game because, like, we're, we're the ones in a map, the map state in our favor. So the idea is that, like, we should keep holding it. But then because they were actually grouping, we were kind of messing things up a bit, like when I died at 23 minutes. So I, I think they, they did play it wrong. They should have side lane pushed and they should have it on our side so we have to catch more. But we also ended up losing out because we reacted to it poorly when I killed myself at 23 minutes. <laughs> oh, God. I'm watching it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting game. It's like, I mean, so... We messed up and they messed up, but they have a comp where if they mess up their execution, they kind of just lose. Yeah, so so Travis's point more, like, what about the rest of NA's? Like, obviously, your game had a little... You were, you were I would say the TSM one to me wasn't super Fiesta. I thought both you guys, for the most part, were playing pretty well. Um, the Golden Guardians game was a little Fiesta, but then, like, compared to some of the 100 Thieves games and the Clutch games, like, what the fuck is happening in, in, with our teams? So, Are they, do, do they look this bad in scrims as well, or, like, what is it? So the weird part about Clutch and uh, 100 are they're both pretty good in scrims. And I think there's a weird thing with NA. Uh, I swear, every team in NA, if they go behind 3K in 10 minutes, they just FF. And it's so weird. It's like, huh. uh, we're, we play those games out. Like, we, we fall behind. We play those game, they, those scrim games out. And we can win a lot of them. But then other teams are just like, 
uh, can we go next, guys? And it's like, I suppose you guys can. I mean, I feel I, like this. I, has I would been like a... to play this game out, but I feel like I've heard this for years now about, and we. I feel like there's been conversations about it in the past <clears> where it's just sort of like, is NA just not? Because you'll see other teams in other regions where they can do these like crazy come comebacks and. Uh, they figure out how to play from behind and all that stuff. But I, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a surge of conversation around, like, why is it that in scrims, teams that get behind just refuse to play and want to restart and only want to play whenever they are on even footing? It would be nice to have a practice environment where teams don't do that, but that's also asking a lot because I know when we're down, like, zero kills to eight, it's easier for me to just to be like, yeah, I'm just going to have some fun this game and start roaming and not playing super defensive. Like, I, I can tell in the, the environment, it's easy to go actually get more aggressive in scrims when you're behind because you're like, well, might as well go for hard plays. And yeah. like, if they work, we have a chance of winning. But it, it kind of hurts because then when teams like actually play super defensive and you haven't practiced closing out with that huge lead, you get like clutches... 7k gold lead right versus 100 thieves they ended mm -hmm. up losing that game like it, it might actually hurt that they lose those potential scrim games where they could have or could have had the opportunity to show that they can snowball it in practice and then apply those concepts on stage but i mean with that kind of lead you, you really should just be able to close out a game even without like direct one-to-one -one practice yeah, but I think it's, it's more so about, like, the playing from behind thing, too, because I think I would have to check this, of course, but it feels like you guys have had a pretty large number of games where you've had to come from behind. Maybe not um, all of them. We've played a total of 12 games, right? If I'm not mistaken. And we've been behind in five of them early, at 20 minutes, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken. And we've won four out of those five, right? Yeah, right. This would probably make it five out of six, so we've been behind in half of our games. And we've won five out of six. And so, you're probably the team that scrims, the, like you said, the most from behind, it sounds like. Uh, we don't actually fall behind that early, but we don't oh, okay. FF when we do. Like, we don't just pause and surrender. We very rarely do that. Well, Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks for itself a little bit. I mean, obviously, you guys are also one of the best teams in the league. Like, outside that stuff, I think you guys have a lot of really good players. But, like, yeah, maybe, maybe don't FF... When, through, through, <laughs> 10 minutes in the game when like your balling gets double killed twice yeah stuff like that happens a lot more than you'd think like it, it's not a huge deal when teams do it because i know as a player sometimes i just don't want to play those games out when like it feels like the game is just going to be a constant struggle to get back into it and it's it's harder to have like the the 100% focused mindset for the rest of the day when you just got stomped like two games in a row or even just that one game felt unplayable. Yeah. Well, before we t get into calls, uh, just a really quick thing that I wanted to discuss. A little disappointing. So for those that uh, don't know uh, about, or whenever Riot announced the spring split finals this year, they announced that they would not be doing a uh, third and fourth place match like they normally do, which I think is potentially okay um, but you know the problem is you know for people that live in the st louis area or want to drive there or whatever maybe they can't get tickets to the finals or they uh they are busy that day or whatever it's always been kind of nice to have a third and fourth place match so riot announced at the time that there was going to be a fan fest event happening on friday where 
you could go and engage with all the different teams and the sponsors and and hang out and just kind of a cool celebration of league esports which i was really excited about um and i thought was a pretty cool idea and then they just canceled it and there's no information that they tweeted that it was canceled and then they deleted the tweet um but the tweet is identical to text that is still on the page about how it got canceled um they said that they're going to do stuff the day of but for ticket holders but this was supposed to be like a separate thing and i just find it really disappointing because i i don't know i i think it uh, i just get frustrated because it feels like riot is uh failing uh, several different things lately and uh, it just it's like really kind of crappy when you announce that you're going to do something uh for the fans like an event like this and then you just don't deliver on it and you cancel it like a month beforehand so i don't know maybe that's why zazel is going to announce that he's doing a fan meet and greet on friday oh yeah so wait uh basically <laughs> what it was was uh just a meet and greet on a day where there's no matches is my understanding yeah yeah well it wasn't just a meet and greet they were going to have like Basically, you could go to, I don't know what venue or whatever, but imagine like a convention hall or something like that. And you've got like all the different teams there and they're all set up and maybe there's some pro players and there's some uh, so streamers. To, and Like similar to what was before finals, I think. Yeah, like but I think a little bit more expansive than that. Okay, okay. Uh, so it was supposed to be like, like rather than just the tailgate they did at Oakland, like I think that was a little bit more expansive. And I get that some people in the audience are like, <clears throat> why... Like, who cares? But I think if it was coming to your city, you would want this to be a thing. And I just think it's shitty that they can't deliver on it. Uh, it's just frustrating and disappointing. Uh, Reaper says, if I go fan meet, you buy me dinner, Zazel, in Twitch chat. So I guess you're potentially <laughs> still doing this. I don't know. It's the uh, the the Lyra thing, where oh. Lyra said, if I meet any fans, I would like to buy them dinner oh yeah talk to him about why they're reaper really enjoyed that one yes that's good i like that <laughs> all right anyway hopefully we get some sort of explanation for why that's the case soon but it's just disappointing i would like some good news from right anyway uh let's see Mar uh, show's been going on long enough we can get into calls mark do you want to explain how this works yeah, so for people who are watching for the first time, the way this show works, it's actually a call-in show. So I'm spamming Twitch chat right now with the link to the Discord. You're going to want to go and join up. When you get there, join one of the voice channels, Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2, and you can mute your microphone once you're in there. Uh, and then the Pleb Topics text channel, that's where you're going to go post what it is you want to talk about. Um, and, you know, try and keep it to takes, but with a guest, it's always okay to ask questions. What's it like playing with Sneaky? What was it like when you were trying to earn your spot? You hate? Do you hate Reaper or something? I don't know. Whatever it is, ask those questions. Uh, if we like it, we'll pull you into the waiting room where I'll do a quick audio check with you when it's your turn to go, and then you'll be on the air talking with us. And just a quick note, it doesn't need to be and shouldn't always be a question. Sometimes we're looking for interesting takes. Like you feel like the uh, Travis Gafford needs to shut up about the fan fest, or you feel like uh, Reaper should buy you dinner instead of Zazel. Zazel buying, oh yeah, he should buy Zazel dinner instead of Zazel buying whatever. Those type of takes. By the way, if you are a sub, uh, first off, thank you. I appreciate you endlessly. Uh, and you get access to the subtopics chat if you link your Discord and your Twitch account. 
Uh, things move a little bit slower there, so you do have a little bit of a better chance, and we do try to pull people from both channels. So it's just our thank you to subs, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you get guaranteed a spot on the show. Also, our viewership is up a decent amount tonight, so thank you, Zazel, for that. Getting that Zazel bump. Oh, beard yeah. Bump. Wait, uh, random, sure. random aside, have you been approached by any sponsors for men's grooming? Um, a personally, I have not, but Jack might have a different... Uh, statement on that he's i don't know how the, the org works but you you need to get on that as in you think he needs somebody to help him with grooming no oh, they, I'm saying they help this... me actually the the makeup crew no he doesn't need help he needs someone to fucking pay him to look that good that's what i'm saying like men's grooming there's like a number of these startup companies yeah, that he are needs going like on a like beard oil or beard wax or something yeah one of those shitty fucking beard oil sponsors okay, no, no, one no, of them to... you're not helping when you call they're them... not watching this does anyone in twitch chat right now work at one of these beard oil companies there are a and lot of I things just, that I just... there's a lot of things that mark is good at um, <laughs> whatever that spectrum i feel like there's is, a butt coming though whatever that spectrum is on the other end of the spectrum is like biz dev and partnership management you know like i don't like no one at offline tv should ever have mark work with any kind of sponsors or anything like that or just it's just not it's not a good idea i i want to tell you guys there have been at least 10 different additional brand opportunities that hotline league has had that mark just crushes underneath his foot you know they, <laughs> they tuned into the show they're like why is Mark?" and the one that i wanted tidy cats i couldn't get Tiny cats? Is that what it's called? We were tidy cats. It's, it's a, a cat long litter story. Thing. I don't. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Jack said. I'm just. Jack just put in chat. Wanna sponsor Zazel and Cloud Nine? Partners at Cloud9.gg. Do it. There you go. You can hit yeah, just... Jack and and if you are an aspiring beard oil company or uh, men's grooming product, Zazel is waiting to promote your product. I, I've seen like the H3 podcasts sponsored by this stuff zazel has a way better beard so you can people are in the market already of like new age gaming esports youtube stuff new, sponsors new age gaming is new age media line of conversation i'm gonna say new media i want Whatever. i want mark to walk into one of these brand meetings with a deck okay you no there's no deck. new age gaming uh let me let me tell you there's there's no deck there's a there's a bottle of rum <laughs> and a picture of zazel <laughs> yeah like look at this fucking kid all right sponsor him yeah get in on the new age gaming all right i lit some incense We're there was a comma there new right, age we, fucking new age whatever. let's start gaming. taking some calls please i would like to actually talk right. to a decent human being like you mark uh all right couple of quick shout outs zbake05 it's your boy Deej. Yonstar for one year. Thank you, Yoni. Uh, McHugh for 14 months. Fly Twist at nine months. Walking Out subbed. Uh, that weird dude gifted a sub to Cloud9. And that weird dude gifted a sub to Zazel. So congratulations to both Cloud9 and Zazel for being anointed. Swish and Flick for four months. Uh, that weird dude gifted a sub to Twitch. That's great. Twitch is now a sub to my channel. Duboy, du Duobis uh, for the two months. Uh, take my money and get on the dive. I don't. I hear that the Riot producers are not a very big fan of mine after I did that video, so I don't think I'm ever going to make it onto the dive. Uh, 
let's see, Aku32, that weird dude 25 uh, resubbed and uh, also gifted a sub to Reaper. So thank you. That weird dude on, is on a roll. Uh, Mark should be getting our next caller in any second. And uh, we'll have. I was getting more. trolled. Oh, you were getting trolled? I was getting trolled. I asked him what he talked about. He started talking about something that he didn't type. And then he did type what I thought he typed. <laughs> okay. Fucking, is that I got trolled. individual Blood Vault? Yes. Okay, Blood Vault, you were trolling Mark? It's trolling me. Uh, yeah, I guess a slight troll, yeah. Okay. Good work. Small troll. Small, a slight troll. Small, small troll. Uh, all right. What do you want to. Or first off, where are you calling from, Blood Vault? I'm from uh, San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Uh, what? Nice. Are you going to go to, are you going to Austin for South by Southwest by any chance? Uh, I haven't gotten tickets yet, but uh, okay. it's something I've looked into. Yeah, it's real expensive. Well, I'm going to be there next week, so if you end up uh, going, you can say hi to me. Check out the Alienware stuff. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so, yeah, I want to talk about the uh, seven-man roster was brought up earlier, and uh, I want to know, like, what is the Challenger series, like, actually doing to foster the talent, really, like, help uh, C9 as a team come together? Because I know there's, um, you know, a whole separate Challenger series team does, like, practicing with a separate team actually help that? Uh, kind of what is the dynamics of all those players working together come to create the five-man Cloud9 we see on the weekends? Well, it's soon to be seven-man Cloud9, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus the three junglers. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> the three junglers. Uh, so yeah, Zazel, what is it like? Because actually, I was talking to I think Niski or one of the Cloud Nine guys who was just saying maybe it was Licorice, who was saying it was really great having the academy players around and they all hang out. And you guys are all live in the same place, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it helps the environment. It makes it a lot more like less tense, I guess, to have them around because we're all really like kind of laid back and we joke with each other a lot there's a lot of uh um bullying in the cloud nine house so <laughs> uh yeah th it makes it fun gives us some extra targets whoever's the target for the day is, this, is uh, there like a board uh, that there's just like a bullseye and oh, you no, guys no, pin no. a picture it, up there it's really you just kind of uh find something so usually it's niski and eric have a battle with each other every day licorice so i, I kind of right? yeah, yeah eric and niski so licorice and niski they kind of uh, argue about something really dumb. They get along pretty well, but they they gotta argue about something. Like Niski just he makes a weird statement like, "I'm the better Silas," which is clearly not true. No chance. The one-on-one -on -one was uh, scripted, but beyond that, yeah. So then I gotta join a side. Usually I just join the side that's been like getting bullied more to even out the score, and then it pretty much just continues from there. Okay. But yeah, I guess on the side of atmosphere, I think it helps the atmosphere to have extra people around that, like, understand and are pretty relaxed, help keep the environment, like, less tense. Yeah. I Twitch totally see the IRL yeah. support, true support. So you're you're just already supporting <laughs> yeah, like, forever. That's nice of you. I can, I can see the just starting arguments thing, though. I always start arguments with Kobe over, like, nothing. Just oh, to I, fuck with him. If anyone watches, like, our On Cloud 9 series, I think it's called... I like to argue with Sneaky before the games just about anything to get him hyped, you know? Get, like, he's he likes to argue, so if I get the energy in him before the match, it can really uh, increase his aggression in-game. Sneaky likes to argue? Sneaky oh, always Sneaky seems like the most argue. passive, chill person ever. Like, I've known nope. this guy forever. I've never seen him, like, argue with anybody. Ooh, like, he Sneaky usually just, like... Argue everything. It's like it's like an argument where it goes on for like ten minutes and then we just go back to doing whatever we were doing before though. 
Could you give me an example? Well, what was um, the fallout with like the the mouse licking thing? What the oh, fuck was that? Oh, I brought that up. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. Uh, so <laughs> he just picked up my mouse and uh, put it really close to his tongue, pretended to lick it, and then I just liked to mess with him, so I I, I did it back and just played with it. it. It was pretty much just him having fun. He likes to take my stuff and just do stuff with it, like move it around or pretend to lick it, I guess. He likes to be disruptive. He likes okay. the attention. Uh, he's attention-seeking. Yeah. Okay. What What is an I mean, example of an argument that you guys have had? So Sneaky had this thing, uh, Worlds, where he would say, hot take, and like just randomly, hot take, and then say something dumb like, uh, hot take, IG's actually not a good team. And then, and then like you either argue with them, or then he kind of just moves on. Yeah, yeah, like a hotline league caller. I, he just lets Twitch chat take over. Yeah, almost. And then he he just likes. I don't think he actually likes the. I, it's kind of hard to call it an argument because it's really like lighthearted. He, it's like no one no one takes it personally or anything. But I guess it kind of is an argument. Yeah, it's just weird because when I interact with Sneaky, he seems like so passive and chill, like. So, I just feel so like I if you tried to argue with him, with he'd just smirk and be like, yeah, that's right. troll. I actually remember my last one with him was Sunday after our game. Um, we just finished. It's like we, we have like an hour of interviews and features and stuff. And Sneaky's like, oh, I don't want to have to wait for you guys to get dinner if I'm not going to be eating there. So we should VOD review before eating. Because normally we go to a place nearby our house to get food. And then we VOD review. And Sneaky thought that since he wasn't eating... We should um, either order food and then, like, not walk somewhere so we don't waste his time. Well, he just sits there and watches us eat or go get food. So then I, <laughs> I was just arguing. I actually agreed with him, but I was just arguing to do it. So I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just all, all work our schedules around you, Sneaky. That sounds like a fantastic <laughs> idea. Nice. Okay, well, we didn't really answer our caller's question, which is the academy team. <laughs> He a little bit did, so it's, it's nice to, to break up but, just the five yeah, guys. There is a practice aspect of it, for sure, where having, like, five players that you can pick a matchup or... Like, they, they actually will listen in on our draft meetings for our warm-up, and uh, they, they, like, actually try to give us, like, our worst-case scenarios so then we can practice from, like, bottom-up a lot of the time, which helps a lot, like... And the Saturday draft, our, our TSM draft, we knew we'd give, be giving them a certain champion... So then we made sure that our academy team played that certain champion so we could practice, like, worst-case scenario because our academy players could play that champion really well. So we got to see, like, what it would be like before we played the match, too. Like, simulate it in a way. I mean, that's cool. And seems very helpful. So. Yeah, it's an interesting take on it. Um, so I do have, like, kind of a second... I don't mean to jump in, but I had one little quick second part to the question about... Um, since you mentioned that it seems like the Academy series is mostly like, um, kind of like a for not necessarily for fun, but it's kind of like a morale boost keeps like, gets you like a bigger team environment. So if it's not providing all that much to the teams, why is it such a trash viewer experience and how come Riot isn't doing anything to kind of make it a, a better viewing experience? Like there's no broadcast for it anymore. Like where, where did that go? So I obviously know why, but. It's pretty much just, it's a big cost, and I think it's hard to justify the cost if you're Riot. Because honestly, even Challenger, when there was a lot of money going through Challenger, 
it peaked at like 20k viewers and there was players paid like $300,000 or more to play in Challenger. So it's like Academy is a lot less on the line and almost a lot less entertaining than Challenger. And th there's just not a viewership there that's really worth investing in. So it's good that the teams get to like build the broadcast into how they want it. Um, so Zazel, do you feel like the Academy system is not very helpful to teams right now? Because I, I think no, I, uh, I think it is, but I just think it's hard to justify the cost as Riot to broadcast every game. Yeah, I was just making because I think Bloodvolt said said that. I don't want to stick words in anyone's mouth here, but you were kind of saying that, right? Bloodvolt, you didn't think it sounded like it was that useful to teams. Uh, yeah, from like the the academy roster, that's because that was the first thing that Zazu came off with that it was kind of like the the morale and the and the team building aspect was a was a big part of it, and kind of secondary that sure you can have the other team to kind of spitball with. Um, right. Well, that's that was Zazel's saying that right now. But Zazel, how did you feel when you were able to end up on Cloud9? You didn't get to replace Smoothie right away, but you got to start underneath him and eventually end up on a great team because the Academy system let you be a part of an org without having like yeah. having to be on the main team. So I guess to to restate, I think that's two benefits. Like, and that's I'm pretty sure a Cloud9 specific benefit to Academy. I wouldn't be clear on that, so that's why I mentioned it. But I think mm -hmm. for every team, the benefit of Academy is that you can see these players, like the most recent ones were like Vulcan and I that are really good players. Like Vulcan was obviously a good player, but it's hard to justify being like, this guy's good in solo queue, let's put him on an LCS team. But before you also couldn't do that with Challenger because Challenger, your only goal if you were in Challenger was to get into LCS. So with Academy being a secondary to an LCS team, there's no risk now when you invest in a player that could be good. So, for example, I was also that player. I could have been really good. And not that many LCS teams were willing to take the chance on me. So when I get an opportunity to join an academy team, even though I was already good enough to be in Challenger, that's why I use the example of Vulcan, who might not have been on a Challenger team otherwise. We both get spots on academy, and if I'm good, I'll move up. And if he turns out to be as good as he looks, he'll also get the chance to move up, which we both did. So I think it, it's basically easy to see the benefit of Academy if you think about it as potential players don't get opportunities in Challenger because of the high So the idea that Challenger was a practice league was kind of wrong, and it creates an actual practice league where good players, or potentially good players, get a chance to grow into the LCS-level players like Viper, Vulcan, am I missing others? Demonte? Um, Demonte didn't actually play Academy, did he? Oh, Echo Fox Academy for a bit, I guess. For a bit, but Dokla... Um, Dokla, yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot of good players that came from Academy, and I think they wouldn't have had as many chances if they went through Challenger. They probably wouldn't have actually been on Challenger teams. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think, Bloodvolt, the answer to this question, ultimately, that you raise is that by making the academy system about actual player development and growth and value for both players getting shots that they wouldn't have gotten and teams to be able to take shots and work with players directly rather than kind of just doing it blindly, it's a much better system for both players and teams, but it's much worse for viewers because there's no, there's not really much drama week to week. There's no tension. There's no like, Nothing oh my God. If you lose. Here's exactly. My, so Here's my take. I think the owners should all band together and create an academy broadcast that is super fun and crazy and zany and they get like 
uh, streamers to commentate and they just have a lot of fun with it and it sort of serves as the opposite end of the spectrum from the lcs where you just get to have a ton of fun and be zany and all that kind of stuff i think what i would do if i was all the teams i'd pool together everyone chips in you know a grand a week so you come up with 10 grand a week and you pay tyler one to host <laughs> the the academy regular season every thursday or whenever it is every friday now both right yeah so the the problem with stuff like that is each team wants to invest differently in academy so whereas like you watch cloud nine's broadcast we actually like we have our we have mark who runs it not you but yeah our, mark, like, what? <laughs> our mark register mark have you, he, he you been doing it. this i didn't even know then we also have two casters that actually full-time run it so then we have people that are like we have a full team almost that runs our academy broadcast whereas like some of them don't even want to invest like the bare minimum like i don't know if teams are doing it this split but i remember sometimes they would literally just put a bare replay up of the match yeah they were just spectator something nothing but like a client or a little mark over it of their team's logo here's what you do you get all the teams that are willing to spend a grand to put the money in and then the teams that don't just get shamed endlessly as part of the broadcast <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, with thanks to all the teams, and then no thanks to the other teams. Yeah, yeah. let's let's say like TL cheapskates. I'll use TL Don't. as an example because we know that uh, Steve would just open up his bank. It's probably he's probably got enough money in his Venmo account, but uh, he'd just be like, you just go, all right. There's TL. Look at them. They suck so much. Wow, it's just really unfortunate to see an org that's not dedicated to their fans and growing the broadcast. You know, just. Take them down. <laughs> That's how you do it. Um, it's not a bad strategy to like almost crowdfund it within the teams, though. I yeah. think that would be fine. And, and then you could get a sponsor. I mean, you could get a sponsor to option. sponsor that whole broadcast then. And then you could potentially make your money back. You know, assuming it gets good enough viewership. If you can get a broadcast up to... I mean, listen, this show's got less than 2K people watching right now. You know how much money Mark and I make on this? It is a cash cow. All right, Mark is Mark is uh he's able to feed himself once a once a week off of the money he makes from this show. So it's it's balling. I gotta tell you, uh, we we gotta move on because we've had like twenty minutes on this call. Uh, Blood Vault, any final thoughts? No, I thank you guys so much for uh, having on. Uh, good luck this weekend, Zazel, and uh, take it easy, guys. Yeah, thank thanks. you. See it. All right, really quickly, we need to take a break. Zazel, feel free to grab a Red Bull, I guess. That's the thing that you do. Um, and uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to our sponsor. You guys might be surprised to find out the sponsor for this week of Hotline League is actually Alienware. Again, for the 500th week in a row or whatever. It takes. They're super dedicated to the show. They're super dedicated to all the content that I'm creating. And I think I might have mentioned this last week, but I'm going to be at South by Southwest next week. So if you are in town in Austin... I will be at the Alienware setup. It is outside of Southwest, the main building. So just go over and, and check it out. There's all sorts of cool stuff there. Uh, there's going to be, it's it's the weekend after next. So it's going to be, uh, uh, they're doing like a viewing part. Actually, maybe, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. All right, well, hopefully they don't get angry at me. They're doing a viewing party for some of TL's games. And I think they're going to be able to watch a lot of LCS there. Uh, they've got some other cool stuff happening, which now I'm realizing I don't know if I can talk about. Uh, but it's just going to be really neat. And I'm going to be there hosting 
uh, and hanging out at the booth the whole time. We're working on finding a candidate to sub in for me that weekend for LCS interviews. So if you're in Austin, you're going to South by Southwest, go uh, check that out. If you're not in Austin, uh, you're not going to South by Southwest, just do me a favor, go to dell.com slash Travis, check out some of their new stuff. Uh, they got some cool products coming uh, out, some stuff they announced at CES. Put a link into Twitch chat right now if you want to check it out. But if you're watching the VOD on YouTube, you can check in the description. If you're listening to the podcast, just go to dell.com slash Travis. That's T-R-A-V-I-S, Travis. Check out the Alienware stuff. Thanks so much to Alienware for their support of the show. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next caller. Before we do, I was just looking at the League of Legends streaming category. Fucking sneaky streaming against us right now. No, I mean, Peter streams against us too. But Peter's not tech. I know he's your son, but he's not like, he doesn't live in the same house. Like, Zazel, you you could go and. Hypothetically, Uh, Zazel could walk over to Sneaky Streamer now and tell people to check us out. That's not true anymore. Damn it! Fuck! Sneaky's moved out. And actually, if you guys want me to be honest, so Sneaky's gameplay, we'll say it was here. He lives in the house, sneaky with an apartment. He's we're looking like here. Oh, he's better. Yeah, he's much better. Sneaky Is that just why he's having such a good split? Space. Yep, Sneaky's unbeatable now. Okay. Is he what? Is, is he living with his girlfriend? Yep. Okay. And so it's dog. not that I, personal space. I'm saying it's a mix of the two. Yeah. Well, too bad because you could go type slash raid <laughs> into his chat whenever he's using the bathroom, and that would be really helpful for us. Um, yeah. Oh well, right. Mark. Go. Right, well, Mark's grabbing somebody. Just a quick couple of shout-outs to XUP, XUP. I think Sage Gaming, Purple Ray Q for eleven months coming up on a year. General Ma- General Maliri, uh, Doc Smart. That weird dude gifted us up to Sneaky Tyler One and Alienware. Incredible, incredible. Blood Vault sub, thank you for subbing just on the show. So I'm going to go Costa Rican and then N.A. Alistar. And we're all caught up. We're also joined right now by, is it pronounced Phyrex? Phyrex, is that, Hello, yeah. is that how you say your name? Yep, go for it. Cool. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the U.K. From the U.K.? What time is it there? 5 a.m. All right, wow. Whoa. Is it, <laughs> by the early. way, am I able to make a Brexit joke or is that insensitive? It's, well, it's no sense too. I don't think anyone's going to get mad. Okay. Well, if I come up with one, I'll make one. Uh, why don't you <laughs> tell us what you, I just, you know, I had to clear it ahead of time, so I didn't want to, uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about on the show? And thanks for being up at 5am. Uh, I was calling in to ask about optic and I was going to talk about the chances at playoffs, especially cause the rocks, rust flexibility, this split has looked pretty good with the. Somewhat like seven, eight-man roster. Yeah. Do you think they have a chance at playoffs? Sure. Uh, Their current match record. Good. Okay. I don't know uh, about this the is other amazing, team. By the <laughs> before, we, before we get into it, I just want to say it's a crazy to me. This is such a unique call. We've got somebody from the UK who's up at 5 a.m. who's thinking about <laughs> Optic. Like, this is just a, you're a very unique fan for a lot of different reasons. Uh, they also just got a sub-gift to them by that weird dude 25. So congrats to Optic Gaming. So what is more likely? They get a sub gifted to my channel or they make it to playoffs? Zazel, what do you think of uh, Optic's chances and their performance so far? So with Optic, it's always hard to tell because they always do weird while like, not being seen as a top team. I think now, from what I watch, it actually looks like Crown is still really good. And it seems like he wins a lot of skill matchups. Like 
he'll pick himself into what I'd say are skill matchups, maybe without perfect knowledge. And I would say that he wins them most of the time. So I'd say he is a very strong member for them. And I think both junglers are good. Every time I see Meteos like come back, it's like you wouldn't expect him to be good. Like he's he's chilling in D2 and solo queue for like last split, <laughs> but he's so good when he plays on stage. And even when we played versus him, he did really well. It's like he always defies my expectations. So it's hard to rate him as a player. I think uh, they have, a. I think, one of the better early games. Let me see if that's still true. I've been saying that. For, it was true a couple weeks ago. I need to double-check that that's still true. Uh, but I think that's the thing for them, is that by having a good early game, they'll find a lot of wins over some of their opponents who are more inconsistent uh, as the season goes on and teams start imploding a little bit more because it feels like Echo Fox and 100T are kind of mental booming. If you can get early leads against a fragile mental team, like you can probably beat them. I mean, yeah, so there's here... a weird thing Go with ahead. early game drafts. It's like it almost seems like the weaker teams are the ones that like to pick early game drafts. To me, like the the teams that are weaker will play champions that are super aggressive early, but then it's on them to execute it and win early. Like I would say that's almost what GGS did to us, where they pick like Callista, LeBlanc, Jace. Like that's a one-three-one, but. They also have the distinct trait that they're all strong laners. And it seems like a lot of teams that are willing to pick drafts like that, like CLG does it as well. And um, then Optic does it often. So I'm not sure if if the stats are misleading or... They just, well, they're also... They might actually require a bigger lead than what the stats say when they draft like that to actually be like looking at strong as a team. Yeah, I think... Uh... One, those stats are not that relevant anymore because Optic's pretty much middle of the pack. They're not great. Uh, but I, I definitely agree. Like, like that Golden Guardians game, like if that comp is like 1.5k gold ahead and like not getting the elemental drakes, like at least maybe they even need more. Like how ahead would that comp need to be to be favored to win against your comp? I'm pretty in the sure Weaver and his VOD review felt, he said that he would feel confident with us winning that game, considering the team's strengths, as long as we're not down 4k by 14 minutes. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but this is roughly what I heard from Reaper's VOD review stream, and so I, he was I think saying... it's a fair point. Basically, by the time turret plates are down, because turret plates are a lot of new gold in the early game, if we're not down 4k, he thinks as a team we would win that game. With with your comp, right? With our comp, yes, and our yeah. players. Yeah. So at 15 minutes, he would want if he was Golden Guardians there to have a 4k gold lead to feel like they could win, and it's like you're not. They're probably not going to get a 4k gold lead. It's definitely hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one thing that is interesting to me about this call is that I interviewed a bunch of uh, pro players this past weekend. Uh, it's something I've been trying to do lately. <clears throat> and the interesting thing that occurred is that uh, a lot of people said, okay, you've kind of got your four, which are TL, TSM, C9, and FlyQuest in playoffs. Who I don't think anyone's including anymore as, as <laughs> like a guaranteed fourth. They, they're oh, on a four-game loss streak. Well, a lot of people are predicting... Uh, all the pro players said that they felt like FlyQuest was in there. And then yeah, they, I, I put that... I said that as well, right? Yeah. Like, yes. I think FlyQuest is pretty strong. And then filling the two other slots, people were mostly saying... I think almost all of them said CLG and Golden Guardians. So that would have Optic not in playoffs. They have to figure out a way to kick out CLG, Golden Guardians, or FlyQuest, I guess. Uh, I mean, do you think... Zazel, that there's a likelihood that 
Optical make it in instead of the, one of those? I think that between GGS, CLG, and Optic, I honestly could not tell you which team is stronger. And it could be that I don't watch their games enough or scrimverse them enough, but I would feel personally right now, I could not tell you which one is the stronger team of the three. I do have like a bit of bias towards like some teams being stronger than others. Like I don't want to offend my friends on GGS, but like I think from an objective stand of our point of view, I couldn't tell you which one's stronger. Who are your friends on GGS? Contracts. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much friends with most of them. Like interact with them a bit, but mostly contracts definitely. You gotta you gotta be willing to to make them feel bad for a second for comedy. <laughs> I mean, objectively, I, I really can't tell you which which one is the best of the three. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I wish there was an easy way to figure out who has the harder path ahead of them because there's only a couple weeks left yeah that's true that would actually matter a lot um, the which when they play and who they play yeah so this weekend golden uh, guardians and clg play each other uh i'm not gonna oh, go I, back oh, I go ahead. It's a match record and they're they've got two over cg but they're down they've played both games against tl so far and they're yet to play tsm and c9 they have a game over cg clg and they're even with FlyQuest. Yeah. Yeah, they. Yes, you're right. They are. They do have to play Cloud9 and TSM, I think, still, right? Uh, I mean, it's still six games left, so you, you're going to play 66% of the possible opponents because you can't play yourself. So there's nine opponents you could potentially have. So you still CGS have. already played us. CLG already played us, right? Yep, they played. Uh, but they had a pretty Optic, hard week. CLG Optic did. hasn't played us, so Optic still has to play us. They played TL. So, I mean, it's pretty close. I think they all have similar weeks. Clutch Gaming is in the Twitch chat, and they say, we're coming, don't worry. Okay, so we have to re Now that we know that Clutch is in there, we have to completely rethink this conversation. Uh, did you did you watch the Doctor segment, Travis? You know, uh, if you I actually watched... included Clutch in the four, I would have said they're the strongest, or the three. As weird as it sounds. Oh, really? I've, I've been hearing so much about them in scrims, yeah. Everyone I mean, it's not like, like realist, it's not like they're like insane. It's just they they aren't deserving of four I mean, and eight. They probably but... should have beaten Hundred Thieves this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, I if a Hundred T fan from the subreddit is watching, I I'm just saying that to make other people happy. I really believe Hundred T deserves <laughs> that completely, but I I don't know. I think. Maybe Clutch is getting better. I've, it'd be curious if they can sneak it into playoffs. The Doctor segment, I did watch it, uh, Mark, and uh, actually, I don't know if I finished it, but I got, I really enjoyed the... It's two and a half minutes. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm a busy guy. Um, was the one that was shown on broadcast with, like, clips in, in between of the games, was that an edited version or was that the actual video? Oh, I, I haven't seen the one with the, the clips in between. The, okay. There was clips the one... in between your guys' statements, like your diagnosis of like teams playing. Is that in the actual video? No, the actual, the okay. actual one is just I haven't watched like... the actual one then. I watched the one on broadcast where they like separated a bit with like clips in between your statements yeah. as the doctors. Yeah, Yeah. well, because I was going to say, we, we said Clutch Gaming's dead on it, so if they make it back, we have to do a great segment about malpractice and, and shit CLG. like that. About them are you watching it on broadcast now or on, on our stream i was just pinning it on because we're talking about it. i'm giving you listen i want to give oh, as much promotion too. as i can for lcs because you, you know, this is good this has got less than 50k views on it mark okay 
need to help them out. Um, hey, it was number three on the subreddit for a little bit yesterday. Yeah. All right. Okay. So based off this timestamp, I made it roughly halfway through. I got to the part where you were hitting him with the the Thresh statue, and then I, I thought that was really cute, and then I was like, I don't need to see any more of this. But you declared Clutch dead is the point. Yep. Okay. That, well, yeah. Sorry, are you salt? I'm sure it's great, yeah, Mark. Sure Everyone salty. go watch it, okay? I, we hurt Mark's feelings. I really like it. It's good. I, I, <laughs> oh, I it's it's very it. ironic since I don't watch anything that anyone does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's probably the most double standard thing I could possibly do. It's like, you didn't watch my thing, and I'm not going to watch yours, Locos, Thorin's, anyone's shit. Yeah. By the Aren't way, LOL Esports, uh, shout out. Pretty often? In What's the that? What? Oh. Go ahead. I don't. I thought I saw you on Loco's show. Yeah, I was on it, but I haven't watched any episodes. Oh. I didn't know that they did them live. I did it, and they they were Twitch chat apparently, and I was like, oh shit, we're live. I didn't know you guys did these live. By the way, uh, Hot Dog three 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 says LOL Esports just tweeted that they canceled the fan fest. Okay, so the tweet is back. I don't know why they deleted it and then reposted it, but it's oh, did I they reword it? it? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can tell. They got rid of the the thing that says more details. Oh, okay. It took them I an hour to... details. It took them an hour to change that part of the tweet. This was a direct result of us on Twitch saying that there was no more info in the why article. Why didn't they just tweet it back out? Like, why did it take them an hour to fix it? That's just it tells you a lot about what's going on over at Riot Games because it. They, they fuck up a tweet, and an hour later, they fix it. Um, yeah, it's, it's 8 o'clock. Who knows? Maybe the someone took a bath. Do you? Do people usually take baths at 8 o'clock? I don't know. You get home from work? Hey, Zazel, when do you bathe after a long day of scrims? Um, usually, <laughs> I do it at 9 a.m. Or, well, 8.30 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. So, He's a morning shower, shower guy. Yep. It depends, because we do do the morning workouts with a lot of us, so then that's 10.30, and then otherwise 8.30. Byrix, did we answer your question? Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I stayed up at 5 a.m. to ask this question, and this is the goddamn answer I get. This is we talked about Optic for a little. It's yeah. all right. Do you, here, do you have any follow up questions? Optic, mid, and jungle are Smurfs. That's what yeah. I'll, we'll uh, end the Travis, with. where's the Brexit joke? I want to hear it. Oh. Um, or have you not come up with one yet? Well, unfortunately, it's time for you to make your Brexit. Okay, he's gone. Jeez, next, oh, next caller. Is this scripted? No. Should I not have kicked him? I just I thought that was. Uh, that kind of seems pretty mean. But okay, okay, okay. Bad. I'll bring him back. I'll bring him back. I, okay. All right, did you have anything you wanted to say before I kick you? Lyrix? Lyrix? Are you still. We brought you back. Are you here? Lyrix, I see you in the call. He's crying. Oh, he hi, I'm back. Crying. Okay, did you have anything you wanted to say? Oh, no. Good luck to Zazel in your week ahead. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks for the show, Travis. Yeah, see ya. Alright, Mark is grabbing the next color. Oh, he's already here. Mm hmm. Master Hello. Namer. Is here, Master Namer. Is this a reference? To, is this a literary reference? Uh, yes, yes, it is. What is? And it? I know that you know the character because. What? You kind of cut out. What's that? Oh. My stream is lagging. 
Unlucky. <laughs> no, I can I can hear you 100%. We're yeah. Back. No, no, no. I just get uh let every once in an hour my internet decides to lag spike. It just makes it Oh yeah, I see the Fs in chat right yeah. now. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, sorry, you were uh, saying Okay, I was saying I know that you know who my um my mm. name is because I know you've read my book. Oh, the book that references me. Yeah. I was about to be like Pat Rothfuss. It's like a No, it's like a it riddle. It is Pat Rothfuss. My book. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, Mark, were you saying you didn't know? No, I was saying my, when he said my book, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, the oh, caller's yes, Pat yeah. Rothfuss. He wrote the book. I mean, if, yeah, I'm if, here to uh, announce book three. Yeah, so say. I was gonna say if you're if you're calling in, it's very clear that I'm now realizing what it is that's stopping you from. I don't think book three is ever gonna come out. Um, no, I will never finish that book, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like he. <laughs> yes, <good one. laughs> I feel like he's just too busy being a celebrity. And the nerd space to want to finish the third book. I think so. He's not even so what's it. the solution that like he he dies and Brandon Sanderson picks it up Probably. or something? Or yeah, like... that's. I mean, um, I I'm no way wishing death upon this person. I would like no, him to just no, finish no. the book, but yes, like I don't understand how book three is ever going to get finished. It's so frustrating. It's like a Game of Thrones situation, I reckon, where a movie adaptation needs to be made where he just tells the uh, people who. Produce it, just like yeah, this is the ending. Just do yeah. it. The book's not coming out, so finish it for me. I just, it's so, it's like, in my mind, it's just kind of pathetic because it's like you did two books, dude. Like, just do a third book. Yeah, it's not. He, he uh, streams playing games. No, very often. He just wants to be a celebrity. He's just embraced it, and now he's not going <laughs> to ever finish the book. It's just so frustrating. Mm. Um, what? Such a good. Where book. are you calling from? Um, Adelaide, Australia. Australia, so Adelaide, Australia. What time is it there? Um, it is 3.44 p.m., so middle of the day. Okay. I, one of the things I love about the show is we can, we'll get a caller from the U.K. We'll get a caller from Australia. Literally all over the world, we've got people calling in. It's so cool. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Okay, so just a couple of questions for Zazel. Um, you mentioned earlier when talking with Travis, that, Travis and Mark that you thought TSM were a bit better than um, Team Liquid. And I was just wondering why I thought that is like a the way they play. Like, are they more early game centric focus, which is harder to play into, or is it like a they mesh better or just better individually? Are you a, then, are you a TL fan or a TSM fan, Master Namer? Um, TSM fan. Oh, I'm a Bjergsen. It's like a player. I follow more the player than the okay. org because, yeah. Okay, so you're you just want you're calling in just to be like, oh, tell me how good TSM is and how they're the best. Yeah, I need some validation because we lost in the weekend, so I need. I need Zayza to tell me that that was the hardest game they've played all year and that, yeah, that we can still make finals because we're, we're missing out a lot. Uh, well, I guess it's it's mostly that I do think TSM are a bit more oppressive when they play. Like, that's how I feel watching, that's how I feel playing, that they generally will be a lot more oppressive and it feels pretty hard to play against them. I haven't gotten the opportunity to play against this TL roster a lot, though. And they could have grown a lot since I last played them. But mm -hmm. from what I recall, like when I last played them, I did feel TSM was harder to beat. And both of our games versus TSM were very hard to win. And I think a lot of it, I, I think all their players are good. Broken Blades looked really good a lot of the, his games. Some games not so much, but that's the nature of like your first split always. Like I just fed last split sometimes. You gotta, You gotta do it. And then I think Sven, Smoothie, Bjergsen, and Acadian have all looked really good. 
and have done well filling their role within the team. Do you feel like the TL players don't look good in certain areas? Um, I mean, I think they got exploited. Top lane versus Broken Blade. Like, uh, Impact got exploited there. I think they've been exploited in jungle a lot. And I guess that would be the main points. Like, top and jungle, they can be exploited. Yeah. And you think TSM is less exploitable? I'm not even sure if that's true. It's hard to tell. So is it's it more also, of a gut really feeling not... for you, or...? Oh my god. You're listening to the VOD right now. Me? Hello, you... we're back. Hi, sorry. I, I heard him the whole time, it's just Travis's fault. Yeah, no, oh, it's fine. Okay. Uh, can Where you repeat I... Travis, Zazel's doing his Where best bringing viewers, and you just keep, you keep tanking it. I don't... If anybody okay, knows... I'll restart. Does anyone recall where I cut out? Let's see. Uh, I think you probably cut out when you when Travis asked, like, you know, is it is more it gut of a feeling. gut check feeling? And yeah. you were like, yeah, kind of. So, yeah, it's, it's mostly, like, gut feeling. I don't have any statistics to back it up. I don't have any, like, anything other than gut feeling that it feels... Like, when I play against them, it feels harder... Gotcha. ...to play against TSM than TL historically... Like, the, not historically, rather, but the split. Yep. Well. Yep. That's, Mark, what do you that's think? pretty good to hear. What do, I, what do I think? Yeah. I think y'all fucking crazy. TL's better than TSM right now. Do you want to elaborate? Also, can you no, get anywhere near your camera? No, it's just, it's just a gut feeling. Okay. And uh, my, gut, my gut is telling me also to, to lay down like this. Zazel, where would you rank... How would you rank the top three teams? Um, I mean... So, I guess... I think versus TL is... I think TL is probably... A pretty similar level team to TSM. But versus, it does feel like... TSM has a pretty good matchup into us. I don't know why, but I don't know if TL will either. But I think I'd feel more confident playing TL... In a best of three than TSM... So I would probably put C9, TSM, TL, but that's only versus us. I mean, TL might just be like a more well-rounded team than TSM too. So maybe like an objective standing could have like TL will beat most teams more often than us at number one and then C9 and then TSM. Okay. I think that makes some sense because if you think about kind of how the team's play styles are, TL feels kind of like a stat check in a lot of ways. Where like if you're not good, if you're not this tall to ride the ride, you'll just never fucking beat TL. And a lot of teams are not able to ride that ride. Whereas TSM and C9 can, and TSM is maybe a little bit more aggressive and and can actually get leads and beat people up. So I don't know. I, I can see that that line of logic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just how I would feel matching up to them right now, but. Like, I haven't even played them since week one, so it's hard Find to Find out next weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. Yep. I could be completely wrong, and they could be so much better than the last time we played them, but it's can't know till I play them. Master Namer, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Um, nah, that answered pretty much, pretty much my entire question. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Have you read Thank the you. Lightbringer series? Oh, dude, I've read... Yeah, Lightbringer... I've read every everything on that list that you put up, and then okay. some as well. Yeah, I just started Lightbringer, because that was something a lot of people replied, and I'm enjoying it. I'm in the first book. 
nah, it's it's really good. It's it's really hard to find books you actually enjoy that are actually interesting. So like a lot of times I'll pick up books that people recommend and then I'll get about halfway through book one and I'll be like, man, this sucks. Yeah. It's like, this is so disappointing. I don't want to read three more books of this, dude. Like, no offense to the dude, but it's, yeah, you start from the top and it's just down from there. Yeah. I've wanted to create a book club podcast in the back, in the past, a fantasy book club. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if you do, I might follow that. Yeah. All good. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Mark, can you focus your camera? I'm trying. It's just being a fucking thing. I feel it's like not... you, you do as, as much as you can to undermine the production of the show. <laughs> Maybe I'm turning it the wrong way. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's, it's like you can't... It, shows... it actually looks fine for me, by the way. Your camera. Oh, oh, I got it right, and then I think I went too far. Yeah, I gotta go yeah, back a little bit. Just, let's just go... You want another call, or you want yeah, me to fix my webcam? Bring, I can let you one. No, bring me another caller. Just... Zayza, which one would you prefer? Um, I like the close-up, but there was a cat in the background. I think the cat's relocated, so I think just leave the cam as it is. All right. Uh, all right. While Mark is doing that, I want to give a shout out to Doc Smart for the Prime General Maliri. I believe I may already already said that. Uh, that weird dude 25 gifts a sub to sneaky Tyler one and alienware blood vault Costa Rican uh, I'm Elvis that weird dude gifts a sub to optic gaming clutch gaming uh, LCS riot games riot games Oceania ninja and team liquid so thank you that weird dude for gifting so many subs to so many people who will not be visiting this channel uh, I'm Elvis four thank you gold shifter one real foxy one gifted a sub or resubbed and said, I want more Kelby, maybe someday. And Real Foxy gifted a sub to the Mark Z. Uh, we've got Sliant here on the show. Sliant, have you been on the show before? Yeah. Okay. You know the answer to that, right? Yeah, I do, but every time I think <laughs> I know, because I know that he subs and gifts a lot of subs, I feel like. And so anytime, I sometimes get those people mixed up because I say their names so often. And then people are like, I've, oh, I've never been on the show before, Travis. You know why you said that. And then you laugh at me, and then the chat laughs at me. Sliant, where are you calling from? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. And what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, I kind of want to talk about um, Cloud. I know a lot of people bring up that you know, like Team Liquid plays a little slow, and that like Cloud Nine could have ended that game faster, and all that kind of stuff. And so I want to ask Zazel, you are on Cloud Nine. Do you guys, or you may, maybe you can't say like the whole answer, but do you guys, or do you think that your fast, like more aggressive play style? is the best in the whole meta or just what's best for you guys like your like your team with your five players on the rift at that time uh i think every team will have a different style that suits them for closing out games some teams are like really like the best teams are going to be like the the most disciplined and they're capable of playing like one three one super well which allows you to close out games fastest assuming you you're stronger than them in every lane like there's certain teams that don't like playing that style so they like to play through a different method i so i would say that the way we play is best for our strengths and i wouldn't say that it's automatically the best way to play the game because we do take a lot of gambles and <clears throat> i mean obviously the it's hard to be the best ever like it's hard to play the game 100 percent the best way and most teams don't do that so i would say it just suits us well, then, like, what do you think about, like, uh, I know a lot of people point to G2 as having, like, a really aggressive, really good 
you know, like they're obviously like that they were smashing EU without a single loss. So I think I don't remember how many, like, like nine or something like that. And then like they played against SK, who almost lost to the last place team. If I recall, I don't really watch LT too much, but I know that they, they lost to a pretty low ranked team because they were playing aggressive, is what I read online. So I mean, like, do you think that like there's like you know too many like if you're not good enough, then is it, is it too big of a risk or is it just like you know? It's kind of hard to, you know, there's not too many ways to quantify how how good you are or how good a team that plays really, really aggressive is. Yeah, so I guess with with any playstyle, like, there's going to be associated risks if you play aggressive. Like, S, or SK beat G2 will down 9k gold, which is super weird. And Like, we criticize Clutch for losing to 100 with a 7k gold lead, but... It's just like every team plays with some risk involved, and G2 are very aggressive, so I guess there's some risk associated, but I wouldn't say it's a bad play style. It's just they, they play aggressive because they're really good players, and they they might make individual mistakes because they play loose and aggressive, but that's a risk you take with the play style, which uh, that play style is, does feel like it's the best right now, and Last Worlds it also felt the best. Yeah, I think that's that's where I land is like last year, the teams that were aggressive and really proactive and picking a little bit more lane centric stuff were the best teams. And I don't feel like the meta has shifted that much at all. Uh, there's still like a high importance on how powerful dragons are. Terra plating is now important. Baron still feels like super good for ending the game. So I, I still think I favor teams that have uh, more proactivity and, and a little bit better early game. But, it feels uh, really hard to play versus good teams that are aggressive. That that's like how I feel about the game. Like when I play versus a team that plays super slow, it doesn't feel that bad. But when I play versus a team that's like super aggressive, always contesting you at the right time, knowing how to beat you, and like lane phase, and then using that to snowball to like dragons, turrets, stuff like that, it, they feel like the hardest teams to play against. But. I mean, maybe Maybe that's why people think Clutch is going to be good. Yeah, like, being willing to make the first play in the aggressive plays will usually yield a good result if you... <laughs> as long as you understand the game at, like, the fundamental level. And you're better... Like, you play super well or better than the enemy team. Yeah, I... I would actually just love to see one of the bottom teams, maybe Clutch or somebody, just embrace that and push and be as aggressive as possible in the LCS and just I mean, force change. I mean, Clutch, Clutch has embraced that. Like, they're fucking hamburgers all the time. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, it's, it'd be cool to see just a, a kind of wave of that. I mean, it's kind of what we saw at Worlds last year, um, whenever there was just such a huge shift to this aggressive play style. I'd love to see think, that happen again at LCS. I, I think the thing is about it is, that, like, like Zazel was kind of saying, maybe not as flamey as I'm about to say it, but like you have to be able to play the game at a fundamental level. And I think a lot of teams in North America just kind of, especially on the lower end, suck at that. Like Golden Guardians play, tried to play a super lane dominant aggressive draft and they got their small lead and then they, they didn't grow it correctly or anything. And so it looks bad, but I wouldn't say what they tried to do that game was fundamentally any different than other aggressive teams around the world. They just weren't as good at it. Yeah. yeah, you have to have the fundamentals down very well to be put in a position where you can play aggressive, which is basically what a lot of teams in NA miss, I think. Not just NA, like 
a lot of the lower tier teams in every region just miss that. So they could have like good players that miss, but as a team they don't do like fundamentally basic stuff that get you in a position to take over a game or get mm -hmm. you in a position to play, make an aggressive play. Reaper actually was really strict about that when I first joined the main team. Like, he made sure that every player on the main roster understood the fundamentals and was like reteaching it to even sneaky, just because he felt like we weren't playing the fundamentals very well and we were losing games because of it. I think it's one of those things that should get beaten over people's head yearly. Like, uh, it happens in other sports too. Like, you know, a lot of veteran players and pros are like oh god i don't i don't need to learn how to like proper form in blocking i've been like a tackle for years in football or something like that but like they still every training camp fucking make them do the fundamentals and make them condition and make them do all that stuff because you you just need to keep doing it otherwise you start sla like slacking yeah it, fundamentals is a bit broad but it's like you can lose games to such basic stuff like not pushing a side lane or not not escorting your wave or like bad team fight formation basic stuff like that that's like every pro player should know but you can just drop it for a split second and get punished for it yeah. so it's it's so important to have them down yeah, well, do I you think have like, any oh, other questions yeah, well just like not really another question just kind of like that that like three of the three of the top teams in each region or the top teams in each of the three major regions that are considered like the best like g2 c9 you could just, you could call them the best and then like griffin are, are all like teams that have like the real like fundamentals down and like they play fast and aggressive but that's because like it just they're just beating their opponents like that 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 much yeah. that yeah i don't know how to describe it better than well, that what makes a game look so easy to win is when you just are, are doing all the fundamental stuff and you're just a better team. So, like, you not only have the basics down perfectly, but then you know the more advanced stuff, like how to snowball your lead. And I think, like, two teams that know the basics, like, push out side waves and then match, like, mid lane. <laughs> That's how games stall out really long, because they're just pushing side lanes and then moving mid. Stuff like that. I think that's also when teams often look like the most lost is like when someone doesn't have that stuff down, the other team does, and they it's just like they keep falling behind in CS, they can't get any of their timings right, They're like someone's always back in base when the rest of the team's pushing somewhere, or they keep losing their vision control, so they have to keep spending their time when they have an advantage, like getting vision control back. Like I think when you don't have that stuff down, like that's when games really look slow and like they're no one's doing anything. Yeah. Definitely. Pretty much. All right. Yep. Uh, Slant, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Good luck to Zazel. And uh, shout out to the C9 Academy support. Second best support on C9. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, no problem. Have a good night. All right. Uh, moving on to the next caller. Let's see. Zaijin uh, Shan. Is that how you say it? Zaijin Shan, thank you for the prime. Uh, Habs2099, Mr. Fanatic7, TronMac, and then Rivs of Fly, Stoner Grill. That sounds like a restaurant. And that weird dude gifted 10 subs all at once to the channel. Thank you, that weird dude 25. That weird dude 25 has probably gifted like mm, 25, 30 subs today. That's insanity. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So very generous of you. We got Mikey, or is it Mickey? Is it Mikey? I think it's Mikey. Yeah, it's Mikey. Mikey. Wait, do you you also have an ass accent? I, I, I guess I, I don't do. Think I don't he, know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think have you an do. accent? 
I don't think I do. Okay. But maybe it was just the microphone. Here where, the first time. Where are you calling from? Chicago, Illinois. All right. He's got a Chicago accent. Let's go with that. Um, He's not like Da Bears. Yeah, like, not yeah. like Da Bears, you know, none of that stuff. Mikey, did you grow up in Chicago? Yes, All right, I there did. you go. I feel pretty confident in that. Right. I grew up in Massachusetts <laughs> near Boston, but I'm not like, park the car. Yeah, that, that's how I am, I guess. Mikey, I, I would have guessed immediately you're from Chicago by that accent. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, it's... Mostly towards Zazel, but you guys can obviously comment on it since Zazel, you played against most of, well, you played against all the teams. Uh, what would you rank all the current supports right now? Or if you want to include the entire bot lane, like where would you rank them and why? Is this a new quest? Like, Mark, we had this exact same thing last week with Demonte and mid laners, right? Or are we just doing I had thing? fun with it. So we're just doing, we're pulling this now? Um, I don't know. Zazel, how do you feel about doing a tier list of supports in LCS? Because we did this last week with Demonte. In LCS? Yeah. All right, I suppose. Okay, we'll have, Normally we'll have I'd Mark avoid do it with this, you but too. I'll do it for the content. We'll do. We'll have Mark do it with you too, because uh, he did it last week. So let me um, let me go ahead and throw that up on screen for everybody. Okay, so I think we had last week we had A B C D. Let me get a list of the teams. Yeah, yeah, we did A, B, C, D. Okay. Oh, you guys get to save me from putting a player 10th. That is good. Yeah, that way you can be like, oh, these are all close, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you have Just to put somebody 10th, or you have to put somebody D. I guess you could have multiple people D. Last last week on the mid laners, only who he made it to the D category, so we'll see how these work. But. Uh, Mark and Cecil, are you guys ready? Uh, I need a second to look over these. Okay. All right, we're not doing gate. Okay. I know he played, but we're, yeah. we're going to skip him. That's fine. Uh, just whenever you can, give me your A. All right, I got a list of all the players here, and okay. I'll just reorganize them. Yeah, do you want to give me your A people? No. I want I want him to go first. I'm I, I'm ready for A. I'm, I'm, I'm working my way down. Okay, Zazel, are you ready for A? Yes. Okay, who are your A tier supports? Alright, Core JJ, Smoothie, Zazel. I only have Core JJ and Zazel. Okay, and the rules are you can only have three in a tier. What? That's. That... What if I think everyone sucks and I put okay. them all D? Isn't that spicy? <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> I it, it prevents people from being like six of the supports are B and there's nobody in C or D. But then we can flame Zazel for being ah fine. I would never flame Zazel. He's an A tier support. Uh, all right. Oh yeah. B tier. B, -b, B. I haven't actually got that one down Mark, yet. Yeah, I'm, this I'm list. finishing. All right, I'll fill time. Mikey, tell me about growing up in Chicago. What was that experience like for you? I mean, it's a suburb in Chicago, and don't want to get <laughs> too into it. But I go to school in Chicago, so okay. You know, I Ninja lives. In Chicago, or in the suburbs around Chicago. Do you know yeah. if he lives near you? No, I do not believe he lives near me. All right. Well, um, did you go to Worlds when it was in Chicago? No, and I'm mad about it because I asked a group of friends, and they were like, oh, I don't really think I want to go, and then it happened, and then we're like, man, I wish I went. Yeah. I put so four in a tier, Travis. Don't put four in a tier. I'm having a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's not allowed. He just like said it's not allowed. Honestly. It's not allowed. 
I put four in a tier. Pick, pick one to move to either the tier above or the tier below. I put four in a tier, Travis. Stop. What? If, if this, is you, how I, this, this is if, how I feel. What are you going to tell me, me my emotions don't matter? Four, this is my truth. I'm speaking my truth. If you give me four... Right, what is this New Age gaming stuff? Uh, now I understand what you were talking about when you said New Age gaming. My truth. Um, okay, Mark, if you give me four, the last name you give me goes to the tier below automatically. How about this? Out of my four, you pick where you would put one. What? You decide I, for me. I, I don't think you can actually have a D tier for support specifically. It feels too hard to differentiate between like C tier and D tier. I disagree. All right. Well, let's go you with. You can name like. Oh, you actually. That means you have four players in D. Yeah, I, I have four in C, but it's like four in C or you know like if I'm gonna put one in D, I want to put more Mark, than one Mark, in give D. Me, give me yeah, your yeah, B that, tier. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're talking to yeah. two meta conversation right now. Give me, give me your B All right, tier, Mark. So my B tier is Smoothie and Hakuho. Okay. And then. Wait, hang on. Uh, no, no. Give Azazel. Give me your B tier. All right, we're going real different here. All right, Biofrost, Vulcan, JJ. Uh, all right. I don't know if people can hear Kobe cracking up in the other room right now. Um, okay, yeah, we're this is wildly different. This is fun because last week it was a little closer. Uh, Mark C tier. All right, so for C tier, I have Vulcan, Big, Biofrost, and JJ. Okay, JJ automatically gets moved to G D tier because. You what? I thought JJ's one of the last. I would, I would put he. What the fuck? Who would you put at, at D tier first then, or bump up to B tier? Why are you making this arbitrarily not fun rule? Where's Ole in your list? I put him in the D. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Nothing. I just I put him in the D. Sound sounded aggressive. <laughs> it's like reversed it mentally. <laughs> Do you get your mind out of the gutter? It was innocent. Yeah. Was yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait, so then who's your... Wait, who am I forgetting for your... Oh, Afro. Also Afro. in the D. Afro is also your D tier. Okay. Um, yikes. All right. Uh, Zazel, your C tier? This is so hard because I got to put one of them D tier according yeah. to these rules. But I don't think any of them deserve to be differentiated from each other. Okay, who, I mean, who are, it's Ole and Afro. So, in this list, if I had to list them, it would go Hakuho, Big, and then, I'm pretty much in the same place. It's, like, hard to differentiate between Afro and Ole lately. Do you think Afro and Ole are both as good as Hakuho and Big? I think Hakuho is the best out of those. So I would put Hakuho at C still, and but I would put them all roughly around the same. What if you, so you put at Big, Afro, and Ole and and D tier, then then oh, you don't have to feel that bad about it because yeah, look but, like but they, you're just doing this so that when you when it gets up on Reddit it's like yeah it's Azel just shit on these guys, you know. <sighs> Not why I'm doing it. I just think it's lame whenever we have four tiers and nobody's all right, all right, all right. We'll do it. We'll do it. No no we'll no. no, no. I, well, I don't want to pressure you if you think they're all. How about this? We'll you must put you must put one in D tier. So. Minimum one. So if you're gonna put someone in D tier, you you can put some extras, but you gotta put you gotta put one in every tier. All right. Was well, arbitrary right. rule? That's so unfought, Mark. Why are you coming up with an arbitrary rule? Yeah. Mark. You were telling me to put JJ somewhere random, like it's suddenly gonna make my list better. All right. At least I used all the tiers. 
All right, I'm going. I'm going to the stats for this one. I can't make a personal decision. <laughs> You're doing it by KDA or what? Yep, I'm doing it by KDA. <laughs> oh God. All right. Um. I'm, I'm finding it. Don't worry. I'm almost yeah, no, there. I know. I just have to fill time because otherwise people. Uh, the bottom they're... three are yeah, big. In in order, it would be big at 1.6, Afro at 1.7, and Oli at 2.1. Oli's at 2.1. He's, he's kind of a step up between Afro and Big. By KDA only. I mean, if you right, were building well, a team, would you rather have Ole or Afro in the support position? Uh, my list has been decided. Big okay. is going to fourth, D tier. Okay. Mark, question though to you. If you were building a team, would you rather right now have Afro or Ole in the, in the bot lane position? Gun. What? <laughs> you never... <laughs> Um, Gun to your head? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would probably take Ole right now. Okay. But I think some of what it depends, like, it would be very situational depending on who else is on my team and stuff. Like, if I have more Koreans, I'd probably want Ole, and if I don't, I'd probably want Afro. Okay. Understood. I mean, right, it, here's it's your just tier list. Valuing so, by players, too. Tier list? Not what they offer in a team. Uh, Mark and Zazel both agree on Cordia J and Zazel going in the A tier. Don't know if that's at least biased by Zazel being here. Um, no, definitely not. You guys don't have anyone the same in your B tier, which is interesting. What? Oh, because uh, I don't have smoothie. Yeah. And Zazel says Hakuho's trash. Yeah. Yeah, your your lists are pretty different. I think that's kind of interesting. All right. Uh, I think uh, it's not super like mine aren't in order. Like I'd say of the C tiers, I'd put JJ as the best, which is probably pretty close. Mm -hmm. To yeah, that that's similar. This I, would I be a good cooldown challenge, by the way. Cooldown challenge? We're that's too much analysis for the cooldown. Oh okay. This was supposed to be meme central. I think it's supposed to be like fun. Okay. I, I think this is fun. Zazel, are you having fun? I'm having pretty fun. <laughs> pretty decent amounts of fun. You can, the enthusiasm fun is just dripping off of them. Um, all right. Uh, what? Where? Where are we? Um, sorry. Let's see. We got uh, Mikey is still here. Mikey, what do you think of the rankings? Uh, I agree. I mean, <laughs> wait, they were uh, both like, they were different rankings. I, I'll say I like more of Marks. If okay. that's okay to say, that's no, not a good thing. Okay, you're off the show. I, <laughs> why wouldn't it be okay to say that? <laughs> you you, you want to you want to agree with the I actual mean, pro support player yeah, who plays against I, them? I would, but I just feel like performance-wise, certain players. I mean, I don't know how they look in scrims or anything because I don't get that info, you know, as a spectator. Yeah, but I think it's a. It, everyone makes their list differently too. Like it's not just like. It's one of those things where sometimes if people talk about it, their lists actually end up cl much closer together because you realize you're using different metrics. So, like, mine is always some combination of, like, how good I think they are versus, like, their actual performance. So, like, I think Biofrost is not a C-tier support, but, like, him and Stix, they have inted lane a couple times in the last two weeks. Uh, so I'm like, oof, I don't know how good they are right now. Um, so, like, I, I, I weight performance relatively heavily, like Afro and D and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that, that that's like that's how I would uh, do it too. You definitely have a lot of like you're you're talking just the split with your rankings, I'd imagine for sure. Yeah, pretty much. Whereas maybe mine have a bit of like 
Barfrost actually had moments where he looked really good last split, so I, I think of him pretty highly as a player because of that as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, then, thank you. Mikey, do you have any final thoughts? No, I think that's it. Thanks, guys. Uh, Zazel, do me a favor. Clap Team Liquid. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Do my best. All right. Moving on to the next caller. A couple of shout-outs here. That Weird Dude 25 sent 500 bits. Keto Devil sent 200 bits. It says, I watched ads for you. Oh, thank you. Red Belzy resub for 10 months. That weird dude 25 came in with another 25 or another thousand bits. So I've gifted a lot tonight in hopes of sponsoring a live recording of Hotline League for spring finals. Well, we'll try. We will try. Um, uh, if Riot can't do something for the fans on Friday, we will do everything we can. Just unfortunately, I don't have as much time to and that. Um, anyway, let's move on. To the next caller, which is Mr. Fernman, a Twitch sub who has a Cloud9 Discord icon. Oh, that's what I like yes, to sir. see. This is exciting. Uh, where are you calling from, Mr. Fernman? Chicago, Illinois. Uh, well, welcome <laughs> back to the show from another Chicago person. Is this an icon or are you doing this at changed, all? Changed no, no, I am from Chicago. I'm from the Northern Rogers Park neighborhood. I thought you could tell through his thick accent. His thick accent. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like they're this guy doesn't have the same accent, and so I just, think they sound exactly the same. Really, I grew up bilingual, so I uh, see, speak and that's Spanish. what I'm identifying, Mark. I am very, I'm a basically a linguist, actually. How do you say da bears with a in Spanish with a Chicago accent? Can you combine uh, all that? Laos houses. <laughs> That was so funny sounding to me. I don't know why. Mr. Fernman, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? <laughs> so I wanted to hear uh, Zazel's opinions on player burnout, specifically on Cloud9. Now, uh, Zazel, you can correct me if you're if I'm wrong, but uh, Cloud9 hasn't really taken a break going from summer split to finals to then another to a Korean boot camp and then back to the spring split. I've taken a break since MSI 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, man, how are y'all doing it? Uh, yeah, it's hard. Like, playing on Cloud9, there's definitely less breaks than other teams. Like, personally for me, so what actually happened was I went from Academy, I made playoffs in Academy, so I get less of a break act already. And then we had to keep scrimming because our main team made playoffs that split. They lost in quarter, so we... But, so then I had a bit of a break, and then I went straight to Korea. So I've actually... I actually went on the Korea trip that... People mentioned like smoothie. Smoothie went on. It was smoothie. Me, Keith, definitely. So then I got less of a break. Then then I went straight into scrimming early again because we scrim earlier than every other team. So I'd say yeah, you you get much less of a break on Cloud Nine, but it's good because you get to like retain a lot of what you learned through the last split, and all your teammates also start earlier with you because if you're just playing a lot by yourself you don't learn as much so starting early as a team gives you a bit of an advantage moving forward to the next split the beginning of the split and even later on you also have the fundamentals down so it's easier to like move on to more advanced growth i guess as a team so, uh the burnout topic yeah, go ahead no you can you i was gonna ask you so when was the actual last time you had a break um I mean, I, I've had a month off, roughly. Not quite a month. I had 22 days off. Okay. I Oof. think. 
and November. That was my last break, and I streamed 13 of those days in a row. Jeez, you really like League of Legends. Uh, we could say that. It just... You have to work <laughs> hard to, to not get replaced, obviously. Yeah. Well, uh, that's you probably why you're the, eight here. The 10-man roster for that one, it, it pressures you a lot as a player to keep form, which is the intention of it. So... Do you ever Can't wish complain. that Reaper had a coach that was sitting beneath him that, you know, he oh, was... Oh, Rapid actually planned this out. He he got Rapid Star, his good friend. So now Rapid Star's just chilling there. He's... Yeah. You ask him a question, uh, what, did, what did Reaper say about this first? And then okay. he'll comment. So he no, knows no, his uh, place. Reaper, Reaper brought him in and is just like, Listen, you're going to be here. This is where you're at. Is there is there ever a time where, like, in, in Pick Ban... Reaper like says something, and Rapid Star says something else, and she's like this awkward like, "Who am I listening to?" Uh, definitely not. Reaper has a lot of authority in general, and you can't really like you a play. Players often will like say something, but Reaper always has the last say. Mm. Except a lot of the time, he actually leaves it up to the players. So then, like, there's this awkward thing during scrims and on stage where. He'll ask one of our solos, like, what do you want to pick out of these two champs? He, so they'll give him a list of the champs he, they can pick there. Then he'll respond with the two that you can pick from. And then no, neither of them gives a definitive answer. So then the choice is up to me, basically. And I just lock whatever I want in. Which is uh, actually how we got Oriana on Saturday. I don't want to say what our other option was, but... That was a Zazel lock-in. <laughs> okay. Zazel locking in his mid laner's champ does not sound oh, yeah. like no, a it good happens, idea. It happens really, a lot. When it started off, I was like, you're like, Reaper has the final say. And I was like, wow, this is like a well-oiled <laughs> machine. It's just Reaper, like, really pitting his decision-making in. And then you go like, but then, you know, like, uh, <laughs> there's a phone-a-friend option where if a player doesn't like it. And then they, well, sometimes so Reaper will just shout out two names to the audience and whoever, like, yeah, reacts yeah. first. The actual reality of it is, Reaper will tell you what champs he wants you to play, and I don't think I've seen a scenario... He has told me, like, he wants me to play a specific champ, like, one champ, but generally he'll leave the player, like, two options, because then... I think mentally it helps you, like, you pick the champion you want to play, so you list him your options, he, he refines it to two, and then generally you'll pick the one out of it. Gotcha. But Niski doesn't like to pick all the time, so some, some Zazel decisions get made. Executive choices must get made, and then you end up with what I pick. You're like whenever the whenever there's a tie in the Senate, and the Vice President gets to come in and break the tie. That's you, your Vice President Zazel, uh, breaking the yep. ties. Uh, okay, so wait, what were we even talking about? Oh, the burnout thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah, burnout definitely is a threat for players, but it's like. I think it's easier to burn out when you're the only player within your like group doing it, because then then you kind of look weird. Like you, it almost feels like the norm within Cloud9 to like play as much as you can and like take smaller breaks, which I think prevents players from burning out because like everyone around them is doing it and you're more comfortable in the mindset because everyone around you is doing it with you. And I think that helps a lot that all the players on Cloud9 actually try a lot and they they play they play some of the most and take some of the least breaks which with the cloud nine atmosphere being like a bit meme it's kind of like it's probably unexpected but we we definitely start scrims the earliest and take the shortest breaks mm. out of all teams in lcs 
Who are you scrimming when no one else is scrimming? Academy? Uh, we, we went to Korea to scrim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's when, like, there was the all-star event, and they just fucking dipped out immediately yeah. after Licorice to go to Korea. Licorice left, like, straight from there, I think. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Burnman, any other thoughts? Oh, yeah, I just had, like, a, just kind of, like, the same follow-up question. Like, does Cloud9 do a good job balancing the, your life as a player? I mean, I know you guys sometimes do triple-block scrims, or... I also know you guys, or at least some of your teammates, just, like, went to SpaceX today or something like that? So yeah, today is, you get one off day a week generally for all LCS players. Some teams sacrifice that off day, but Reaper feels that the off day is really important for players, and I doubt that he would sacrifice it even if we were doing poorly. So today they went to SpaceX because like it, it's your off day, and that's an opportunity that not many people would get. We get it from Cloud9 to go with them. So I went as well. It was actually fun, but... Yeah, I would say that stuff like that helps, and Cloud9 helps deal with it by giving you opportunities to do stuff like that. SpaceX, um, there's been other ones, I don't really recall. But basically, we're almost always guaranteed an off day, which helps a lot, too. Did you cool. hang out with Elon Musk? Uh, cool. I signed an NDA, you guys will never find out. Oh! Are you going to get the $35,000 Tesla? Eating a flamethrower? Model 3, what is it? Model 3, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Nice. You know, if I got Elon Musk in my contacts, I might as well just get any any of them. Why, you have why Elon Musk in your contacts? Model? Who knows? I can't can reveal you text that information. To, can you get him to tweet out next time Hotline League is live with you on it? Yeah, that would be great. I would appreciate that. It would mean a lot to me. Okay, you're not responding. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Fern Man. Sorry, I was trying to remember if you were... It's Fern Man. Anyway, Fern Man, thank you so much. Any final thoughts here? Uh, Zazel, please do me a flavor, uh, flavor, a favor and clap Team Liquid. Thank you. I'll, I'll be doing my best. It's like a mesquite flavor, I think, is what... Thanks, Fern Man. <laughs> We got one last caller to close out the show. Let's see. Uh, Grillic, thank you for the Twitch Prime. Winding things down here. Uh, by the way, Zazel, is Niski just super toxic? Because it seems like he's picking fights with a lot of people. We were doing a show last week with Demonte. He was in the chat picking a fight <laughs> with Demonte. And then you say he know. picks fights with Licorice. Like, I just, he seems like he's just out there trying to be aggro, fighting everybody. He's like, he's like a bull. He has to charge anyone that looks at him. Yeah. But, but he's like the, the little runt of the pack. He always gets beat up and pushed to the side. Gotcha. So he has to act up. Do you guys yeah. all try to, like, avoid eye contact with him? Because... No, no, we encourage it. We, we stare him in the eyes till he charges, and then he yeah. hits his head on the door, falls over. He's in Twitch chat right now. He says, everyone hates me. LOL. We all love Niski. Okay, good. All right. Whatever. Reaper and Niski are popping off in chat. Uh, we got Oaken here. Oaken, is that how you say your name? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, the economist name, Oaken. Okay. I'm not familiar with his work. Can you... <laughs> it didn't help us at all. <laughs> what, what is he uh, known he, for? Uh, he was known for putting a theory that said that I believe... Uh, a, a, a country's president uh, which is uh, in French. I the, the English is escaping me. Uh, what the hell's the word? Anyways, when 
unemployment uh, decreases by 1%, your gross domestic product should increase by 3%. Anyways, it's, it's something that stuck with me, and I thought it was an interesting theory. Nice. What, where yeah. do you think, do you think that could be applied to League of Legends at all? Uh, I don't know, possibly if we take uh, <laughs> Zazel's example of off days. If <laughs> off days decreases, then uh, ranking in LCS increases. I don't know. <laughs> I'm into it. Zazel, wanna... hey, you guys should, should take no days off for a year, <laughs> and we'll see if you can get from number two to number one. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you, you want to talk about, Oaken? Uh, I want to talk about how Wait, I sorry, believe... Wait, sorry, where are you Hang on. I fucked <laughs> Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Montreal, Quebec. Okay, nice. Okay, that's why you were able to say the French thing. How uh, cold is it there? Uh, it's actually warming up. It's still in the negatives. Of, of course, it's Celsius here, so I don't know how that applies in Fahrenheit. But uh, we it's could, below it's freezing. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's that's not great. Uh, <laughs> Mark, can you just can you? What does it matter? Okay. Huh? What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I want to talk about how teams should be able to loan players to other organizations in order to develop talent and allow them to have starting positions if they have the required skill level. Uh, something like this has been proven to work in European football, and I can see it paying great dividends if the loan were to occur like across regions, such as an NA player going to EU or a Korean second string player going to NA. And I think that, it, like for the example for Cloud9 maybe, since you know, the seven-man roster and everything. I know this isn't what the organization would do, but hypothetically, if they'd want to send Golden Blue off to another organization because maybe he's good enough to be a starter, maybe he learns something whilst playing for another team and comes back if ever something goes awry with Niski or something. So, like, a, a way to develop talent as well as build relationships with other organizations. So can you give an example? So you're saying an example that would, I guess you did, would be Golden Blue could go to Europe to play as a mid laner there. Yeah, something like that. We, or... as North America, would export a North American mid laner to Europe because they need NA talent in the mid lane in this scenario. Well, that, that's highly unlikely with the uh, kind of black hole of NA talent yeah. for mid lane, but, but something like, like that. I like where yeah. you're going. I like where your head's at. Now, uh, all right, so would you be able to do this within the LCS or only between leagues? Uh, if we go with the same example of European football, you would be able to do it within your own league, but that same player wouldn't be able to play against the team that actually owns them. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So it's Rent-A-Pro, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Basically the double lift thing, but more legal. Yeah. They <laughs> more legal. I mean, it was. It should hopefully be legal because it happened. Are you implying it wasn't legal, Mark? I That's mean, it was a because uh, the double lift actually put me down. So if it wasn't legal, I'm calling a review of that series right now. I mean, Let's it was whack. Maybe I should have been in LCS a year earlier, and you've been withholding this whole time, Mark. Mark, I'm saying it was it was legal, but it was definitely a little loopholey back roomy feeling where suddenly double lift is released, and then Steve gets to sign him, and like. I don't know. It would be nicer if there was a framework around which those moves could happen. Mm. I hear you. Zazel, what do you think about this? Are you Would you want to be rented out to other teams? Uh, it's weird. So the problem with that is you, you then have to consider, like, let's say we rent out Golden Glue to 100 Thieves, right? And then they, they practice with Golden Glue all that time, and then part of the rule is 
he can't be played against us. So then are we basically match fixing? Because now they have to use a subpar mid laner who they're, they haven't been scrimming with against Cloud9, essentially giving us free win, right? Oh yeah, you're like, it's almost like a bonus because C9, but, not only do they get to rent their player but out, for the but they also get... the series, that wouldn't be... Hmm. I think it's the kind of thing where the team who is accepting the loan is aware of these uh, restri restri restrictions, and they're like, we're willing to take that risk for the other five games left in the season that we want to try Golden Glue out for. So, like, if you were a team, like, let's say, let's say another example, Echo Fox with... Uh, subbing out Rush and putting Panda in. Like, if they could loan Meteos or Dardoch from Optic, then they get to try that out. They can potentially still develop Panda. It just gives teams more options, which I don't I don't hate the idea of, you know? I'm trying to think of where the big problems come from other than that one that we just talked about. I'd like to add, uh, I saw it in Twitch chat, AF892 is saying that the clause where they can play against their home team is optional, and... I mean that is true. I think it's only in certain cases where you can't play against your your parent organization. So, so I guess to me it seems hard to see how this would be more competitive in any way, and more it just creates like an opportunity for players, I guess, to show off how good they are. But really, they should get opportunities within their organization if they're good. Like Blobber got his opportunity. It's like. I, I can't see an opportunity personally where we would be better off loaning Golden Glue or Blabber or any of our academy players as opposed to just keeping them on our academy roster because of the academy system. Okay. What the money opportunity is money. Yeah, I guess Jack would make money off of it, but then I mean, this seems like a perfect Jack move. I feel like this is such a like such a thing that Jack would do. <laughs> Jack is only not typing in chat right now because he's busy writing an email. <laughs> he's thinking about the, the logistics Chris behind hundred. He heard a hundred thieves. Get I was Golden listening to my. Can't be played against me. Yeah. Ooh. I was listening to my favorite show on Twitch, The Dive. And then, <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify, because Steve's like, Steve's in chat right now, like, the, the thing with Tumblr was legal, I guarantee it. I, I know it was legal. I, I, know, I know it was legal. I'm just saying that, like, it, if it was, like, one of those things, I, I think I heard a couple of teams were like, man, if, if I remember correctly, some teams were just like, there's no way I could have got that because I like they don't have that relationship with Reggie or something. I don't know. I, I mean, there was no way we could have done that. As, as the challenger team, United... At week seven, right like right before week seven, I think we found out that TL bought out double if that's three weeks before relegations. So like there, there's not much you can do, but it kind of felt shitty in that position because we're not even really against the team that was a bottom team anymore. But it, it was only specifically because it was relegation. So I guess in a franchise system, it's not actually the worst plan to be able to loan out players. Yeah, I think, I think it, may, I think it could could work. Steve, I would, I would definitely. Mark, I, was I think it say, could only work within a controlled environment like a franchise system, though. Mark, what about cross-region stuff? As in, like an American, uh, Korean player being loaned to a North American team, and then after a year's elapse, where the Korean player, I don't know, gains experience and is kind of maybe the star of the North American team, goes back to Korea, and then plays there. Isn't it really bad, think, though, if the North American team has invested all this time 
into uh, the I feel player. like there would have to be a clause that guarantees the North American team at the end of the term could buy the player out straight up and that mm. the Korean team couldn't deny it. Because, okay. like, the Korean team just picks up, then that incentivizes... This actually happens in Korea, if I'm not mistaken, but they sign a bunch of random players that have the potential to be good. And then now imagine they start, like, constantly loaning them to NA, and then the players that are bad just get kept on, like, contract prison, I guess, and the others would be, like, just brought back, and then they're like, yeah, this is my player now. I know you guys trained him up, used him for a year, but I'm not giving you the opportunity to buy him. Something like that. I think it's also weird cross-region when you're talking about players not just as commodities but lives like if yeah, an org just has the ability throw them around right like if an org has the ability and the player can't veto this like in north america if if orgs have the power to do this it's not like it's still not great if the players don't have any control over it but like if golden glue suddenly has to leave the clutch or the the clg house or the goddamn it the c9 house to go to 100 <laughs> thieves or something like it's like he has to move across la worst case scenario but like if if you're talking about taking someone and shipping them across the world because you have like some Korean team wanted to make a quick buck, I think that sounds and feels pretty bad. I think that's a common clause in most contracts too, player contracts. Something about whether or not you can be mm-hmm. traded with or without permission is first, like the player input. And then another is can you be traded uh within our uh, outside of your region with or without input from the player. Yeah, and so then, then loans would need to brought up a bit. Yeah. It's how loans work within that. <clears throat> Mark, really quickly on the Steve thing, you really are missing an opportunity here. He's literally offering to show you bank statements. Think about <laughs> what you could learn from the bank statements. Like I feel like Well, I could is, I could learn how much more fucking money he has than me. Well or how much he's paying a certain like there's a lot of can you get the bank statements and bring them to Hotline League and then we'll just go over them on the show and Oh, for views. It. Now, that's an idea. I, I was thinking just, you see, you're, you're smarter than me. I was just thinking personally. I'm like, I don't want to see how much money Impact and Jensen, all these guys are fucking making. It make me feel bad. But if it's for content, then absolutely. Yeah. If we could get that going, that would be great. So just keep pushing on the, it's illegal. Mark needs to see the bank statements. And uh, and until he sees the bank statements, well, it's, uh, it's illegal. I'm starting up a task force. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel better about Double Lift smashing me in my challenger days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it would make you feel better, but I... Oh, it might. Like, oh, at least Steve had to pay for this one. He can't just beat me up. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Anyway, uh, any other thoughts, Oaken? No, that's it. Just wanted to say that, Zazel, you were looking mighty fresh with that fresh cut this weekend. And uh, I hope uh, C9 just absolutely claps TL. I'm a big C9 fan. Thank you. Yeah, all the and, uh, all the calls this week best. are. Yeah, I can't. Play. It's just because it's just because I'm here. Yeah. Except the guy that had a C is the, the C9 one with the C9 icon. icon I can yeah. I can believe that he didn't change it for this. Thanks, Oken, for the call. Have a good one. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. bye All right. So that winds up the show. Hey, this was a great. I really enjoyed the show. I think it was one of our our better ones of the year so far. Um, I'm sure because Hazel is here and is so informative and thoughtful. Of course. Uh, Mark. Do you want to shout out, plug anything, talk about anything, anything? If the world doesn't fuck me again, D&D should come out tomorrow for offline TV, and it should be sick. We have, without spoiling too much how it's going to be, we created RPG 
assets from like old Final Fantasy type looking games for all the characters and we're like animating the story and combat and things like that so it's not just us sitting there and playing D&D. So it should be pretty dope. Um, Speaking of dope, Steve is buying our silence right now by gifting 100 subs. <laughs> um, and all I can say is I think it's completely legal what happens. Diesel, you should be ashamed of yourself for being disappointed. And What a sore oh, loser, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> They didn't make it in because Peter showed up. What an issue, Zazel. All right. I. Whoops. I, I see my wrongs now. Oh, yeah. let me. Ch oh, is that a. Is that a notification on my phone there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I see my wrongs now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh. The only thing is, I had a really fun time with Zazel. I feel bad. I felt like we we took turns talking over Zazel at multiple points. I don't know why, but I just felt like I that happened more this episode than normal. I, I can't I can't pay attention to anything right now. I'm just looking at all these subs coming in. This is incredible. Uh wait, really quickly, I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody who gifted sub or who sent subs before Angrulic, Astra Dude one seven seven, Smoke Dog, Voyu One, thank you everyone. And then on the back end, Toxfire and Berserb. Thank you for the subs. And thank you so much to Steve. That's very generous. Uh I want everyone to know that I don't ask him to do this and I don't ever do anything. There's no Clapback. I don't bury stories or anything like that. I know that I, it's not like I'm soliciting money or there's any agreement for me to get paid by team owners, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Uh, anything else, Mark, before we move on to Zazel shoutouts? Uh, nope. That was it. All right. Zazel, what do you want to pro out and shout out there? Um, I guess thanks for everyone that watched. Hopefully, uh, uh, Travis didn't trick me into saying anything too too much of a disaster. You but say most of the things on your. Own. You're a very candid person. I don't have to trick you into doing. You that. made oh, him put someone in D tier. He he forced me into the. I'm sorry, big. You would be a C tier player at minimum for me, but not Travis. Whatever. Well, either way, thank you. Where can people you stream though, right? Uh, not often these days. I have a hard time streaming during the season. Well, where can people follow you so that when you do stream, they have it? So all my socials are just uh, slash Zazel, so twitter.com. Actually, it might be C9Zazel. No, it's, it's Zazel. And mm -hmm. then twitch.tv slash Zazel. That's pretty much all I use, Twitter okay. and Twitch. If you don't follow Zazel on Twitter and Twitch, please go do it, because uh, obviously he's... A really well-spoken individual. He's an A-tier, uh, A-tier support, and that's not my opinion. That's his opinion. So that's our <laughs> opinion as well. Yeah, you, you know it's you know it's valid. You've got one of the best supports in the LCS, claiming he's the best support in the LCS alongside Core JJ. So uh, there you Happened go. With I could have, I could have too. abused the system to get big out of out of uh, Travis Prison. I could have put myself in D-tier. Yes. Yes, you could have done Oh, that. could have taken one for the team, been yeah, the yeah. real support. But your yep. ego would just not let you My do that, was Zazel. Just, and it was you, too big. Your know, little humility would serve you sometimes, dude. You just walk around the LCS like you're top shit, all right? And it was just calm yeah. down, all right? Zazel, just calm down. Okay. Uh, thanks, will. everyone, uh, for doing this. Oh, here, I will, I'll clap back for Steve on this one. Uh... By the way, did you know that when TL goes 2-0, he sent 100 subs to me. You're wondering how you get a sub? Well, I'll tell you, you could get two subs for the price of one at Jersey Mike's 
I think they tweet out a code. Is that how that works? That might be how it works. But anyway, you can go get a free sub when you buy a sub at Jersey Mike's. What a deal. Uh, all right. Uh, for me, that is, <laughs> that's it uh, on the show. Uh, I am filming and wrapping up Playmaker Season 2. So people who enjoyed Playmaker Season 1, that'll be coming out soon. And I'll be at South by Southwest next week. LCS interviews are coming out. Uh, I'm going to stick around on stream to hang out and do some more of that. Thanks, everyone, for watching Hotline League Episode 66. And thanks so much to Zazel for being on.